So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. One of you is this. This is Match Bidi alongside my critique about in crime, Mikhail Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And uh, we have not a lot of movies to talk about today. We actually have two movies we're going to talk about. But um, we have quite a substantial amount of TV content or streaming content to talk about, right? So, that would be the full season, or well, season one, I should say, of um, Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, the second episode of Pachakman Peacemakers, that is a Trin, uh, well, Trimagonian superhero series from the mind of Keon Byron. Uh, we have the first episode of Genius, which is the, the long-awaited um, <laughs> documentary trilogy based on our boy, Kanye West, right? Uh, we have the first season of Netflix's The Cuphead Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that will be it as far as streaming, right? But um, also in terms of movies, we have Licorice Pizza, which we're going to kick things off with. Um, this is, well, the newest show, um, newest film, sorry, from um, from Paul Thomas Anderson. And it's right. going up for Best Picture as well, which I'll right. talk about, right? And we will close things off with uh, the, the quote-unquote long-awaited video game adaptation of a beloved video game by the name of Uncharted. Unfortunately, I didn't get around to, to seeing it because just a lot of things came up. Uh, but you checked it out, though, so you will you will um, share your thoughts on that, right? Yeah. Right. All right, so let's kick things off with uh, Licorice Pizza, right? Um, this is the newest film from Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Um, I know he is one of your you know, favorite directors. Yeah. Uh, for me, there are a few films that I absolutely love from him you know what i mean like um there will be blood uh yep. phantom tread which actually is one of my favorite movies of the past decade yep. but ever so often there might be a little like all right i could see why the critics love it but me eh, not so much right that would be like um inherent vice and you know um i don't well boogie nights is uh, another one of my favorites i, I forgot to mention yep. that right um but yeah i mean inherent vice is just the only one that came that that, that come to mind right but um I'm not seeing that I've seen every single film from PTA though, but um, as far as a filmmaker goes, I, I yeah, I mean, hands down, he is one of the best working right now, right? And uh, with this film here, Licorice Pizza, I mean, I was, we, were, we were hearing a lot of hype surrounding this show. And then, well, you know, we were kind of wondering when we were going to ever see the show, right? And then, well, lo and behold, it actually dropped digitally, right? But then also, too, um, it is going up for Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, so that's mm-hmm. both going to Paul Thomas Anderson, and uh, Best Picture. Right, yeah. Yeah, which which I will, I will, I will, I will talk about honestly, right? So um, I, will, I will do the synopsis for this, and then, you know, you could just share your thoughts on what you thought about the, the movie, right? So what it's about, right? It's pretty much a period piece, right? So it's set in the early 70s. I believe it's 1972 or 73, right? 73. So we, oh, they, yeah. they, reference, they reference the oil, the oil embargo. Oh, right, right, right. So we're in 73, right? right. Yeah. So we're introduced to Gary Valentine, um, who is played by Cooper Hoffman, who just so happens to be, I didn't even know that till yep. the very end, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. son of the late Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman, right? Yeah, that was, that, was the hype, that was the hype going into this movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know, Philip is a, is a, well, one of, you know, um, one of Paul, one, he was, sorry, one of Paul's favorite, um, you know, go-to actors, right? 
So he is a young actor, right? You know, he's still in high school. You know, he's still knocking about with your friends and whatnot, right? But they also established very early on that he is uh, 15 years old, right? Yeah. So one day, you know, in, um, I, well, I, I'm not sure what the name of the day is, but basically this is where, you know, you get your, um, your, 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 your pictures taken for like, um, you know, for like, you know, the... I forget what you call those 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 books, those um high school journal books or whatever it is, right? So it's it's good, it's it's that kind of thing going on, right? And he he stumbles, I should say, not even stumbles, he sees a 25-year-old woman by the name of Alana Keane, who just so happens to be played by Alana Heem, right? So yeah, yeah. first time I've seen her um in a film, right? Um, and it's only later on I realized that she and her two sisters, who actually make appearances in this show, are part of this um, all-girl sort of um, sort of alt-rock kind of group, basically called him, right? So it's you know their their surname basically, right? So yeah, so instantly he falls for her. I mean, I, I can't really blame him, but I guess as he's seventies, so it's like whatever, okay. And you know, well, Gary, can, it's absolutely on that 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 Gary have some game, like the, the man yeah. really. No, his way with words. Yeah, so to, to start with a quick talking point, I surprised uh-huh. more people didn't make noise over this one. Um, oh, because of the age gap, yes. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I thought, because, but, but another film that did it was Call Me By Your Name, right? Um, I really yes. thought more people would make more noise over that, um, especially that being a, a gay relationship. And people was like, oh, nobody really talking about this. And, it, you know, it's still a great movie and whatever. But, yeah, like, but you would think. Grown man, though, like going on, exactly. on, a, on, a, on a teenager, bro. Exactly, but but at the point I make it that like people are not not having a, a meltdown. And that, that that was during when with this Q and on and all of that, you know, stuff was going on. It, it, yes, sex mm-hmm. called this and meltdown that and whatever it is. Uh, yeah, nobody really bring it up. It's like yeah, right, right. Yeah, same thing with this. Yeah, I yeah thought, which which is which is just which is weird though. You know, exactly. Whatever. No, but I'm trying to say yeah. the usual people who you think would bring up ISU, not bring it up ISU. Same thing with that. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, on. and I, and I think I know why. I think it's, it's kind of obvious, right? But but we'll get to that in a bit, right? Right. So what this show kind of presents for us is 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 kind of ironic. Well, I'm gonna bring up the term pinball, right? And it's funny because there is a subplot involving pinball, right? Just basically right. one of a number of business ideas that Gary has, right? Because Gary, right. you know, he's a yeah, child he's, actor, he's, so he kind awesome. of like. You know, right. So he, you know, he mature now. You know, he can't do that whole child actor shtick anymore, right? So right, right. He's trying to 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 get acting gigs, but they're not <laughs> that, wicked. But that for part, some reason, that part with, with Maya Rudolph, I'd be cracking up. Like, <laughs> like, I don't that, about. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. So basically, he just trying a number of hustles, right? And for the life of me, I'm watching this guy like, but wait, no, but um, okay. So just side note, it is beast. Primarily on the life of um, a guy by the name of Gary Goatsman, right? Yeah. Um, he actually co-founded the the production company Playtune with Tom Hanks, right? So yeah, Gary yeah. just happened to be a good friend of uh, Paul. They, I guess, they probably talk right. about um, the childhood and whatnot. So Paul kind of based this film on his, you know, early years, basically, right? But the yeah, point is that he just coming up with all these different hustles, right? So he wants to start this waterbed business. He right. wants to start this pinball arcade place and all kind of stuff, right? So he's very eager. He wants to make money and whatnot, right? But in Alana's case, no, it's like she's 25 and she's seen this guy who's younger than her just doing all these things and she's enamored by that, right? But she just can't seem to find a proper fit in terms of what I'm going to do with my life, where I'm going to be employed and all that kind of stuff now. 
and that pretty much affects their on again off again relationship because the, the the show is just clearly hinting that they need that they they deserve to be together but you know it's just life and trying to you know move forward in life and all that kind of stuff that that, that that's easy right so we just kind of seeing this off and on um more like a vignette style um you know approach to just their predicament now you know we've just seen all these different events all these misadventures all these hijinks take place but at the same time there is this underlying romances going on between alana and gary and i'll stop yeah. there so ricardo honest thoughts on licorice pizza yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, it it felt like the the I don't know what to say. Like the kind of lighter side counterpoint to Boogie Nights. Like Boogie mm. Nights is as dark as you get. This is the the nice side and, and very very sad, very, very ironic. Sorry. Right, right. And this is this is the lighter side to this. L- slightly lighter. It's still not innocent. It's still kind of weird. But it it gets into the the hijinks of it. I I thought overall just a great script. You know, really really competent storytelling and and yeah yeah you yeah, actually like. Uh, you know, Hoffman, he's great in this. Um, you know, I was a big fan of his dad. And to see him operate so well, you know, and bounce off um, him is, is excellent. I, I just really enjoyed this. And then all the little side people were great in this, right? Because he had some big names. Freaking Tom Waits in this. What the fuck? Like, I that, know, that right? Catch, that gets you off your boy um benny safty was in this safty was in this right yeah yeah uh oh, he was it in even this. goes at far, it even goes as 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 far as bringing leonardo DiCaprio actual father into this right? george right. DiCaprio, he makes a, right. a brief appearance right but yeah they're going to um like he was in the safty right benny safty in this um we call him bradley cooper he was pretty good at this i'm, I'm gonna talk about him yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, who was he last? Was oh, Sean Penn, right? Sean Penn was yes. good at this mm-hmm. little small parts, and it, it why it work is just it it's it's surprisingly solid layered storytelling. It have all of these little side things and little side this, and oh, you could tell any any one of these characters you can make a whole movie off of, right? In terms of what their perspective, but they just tell it from this guy's perspective, and they make it work, and it just. Characters within characters, little side stories, slice of life, slice of life, slice of life, and all of it really, really comes together and gels together particularly well. I, I, I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I did, but I was like, hey, it's my boy PTA, you gonna give me some heart, and I, I did, I, I got it. Right, it, it works, San Fernando, but you know, it reminds me of a little bit. Um, remember that movie a few years back, I think 2016. Everybody wants some. Have that. Fight. Um, who, who, who did that again? Um, that, that was, that, that was that... Like, I think, like later did that. Right, right, right. right. I, I, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, another similar conceit where called Linglater is from from Austin, so they play with Austin. He's from Austin. Austin slice of life stuff. Same thing here. You know, it's you know, um, what's called that boy when you we call it when when you're growing up now. I forget that type of story. Coming uh, of co- age. Co- coming of age. Yeah. Coming of age, right? And that's what I was thinking about. It's just a solid coming of age story. They make it work. Um, again, ignoring the problematic central conceit of the, the premise, which again doesn't really bother me, but again, as much like with Call Me by a Name, is if you're outraged by that or not, or how you, if you could make it work. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's up to all you. Uh, I am not outraged by it, so moving on, even though it's not morally consistent. Right? We can, we can leave it there, right? Uh, I it's just good acting over, overall, good world building. Again, as usual with, with PTA, great camera, set design, cinematography is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I just I just really enjoy this, and and then here's the main thing: it's a pretty funny movie. It's very very well written, good acting, how they bounce off each other is really well. As I say, have a moment with the characters is be Lucille Ball, 
Yes, Felipe yes. Pillow. Um, who, 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 please, again, my, let I me see. Um, I can, Christine yeah. Ebersole. Right. And this, this great moment with the, with the pillow, that was funny. And mm. yeah, it just come, down, come back to bite him and the little things could fuck up your career. <laughs> like, it's like it. Um, and yeah, they, they make it work. I, I really dug it for what it is. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, but it's still great. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, well, for me, right, here, here's, here's the thing, right, I'll uh, I'll give a, a context, right? So, this was about to hit theaters. Well, actually, I think a few days from us recording this right now, it's supposed to be hitting Caribbean cinemas, right? So, but it was pushed back a few times. But my plan initially was that, okay, well, if this is the only place I, was, um, I could see it, that's where I'll go, right? Secondly, um, I'm also currently uh, reading Quentin Tarantino's um, well, first debut novel, I should say, um, based off of his film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Right. Uh, pretty solid thus far, right? But um, I couldn't help but notice certain things with that book and this movie here, right? So, yes, I, I know the, the the movie and the book to extent is set in the late 60s, right? And this one is early 70s, right? But in I don't know, like 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 for me with this, like well notice the, the, the similarities now. It's just how lived in everything looks and feels now. It feels like you are smacked up in this world, in this time, in this era, now, you know what right. I mean? So from the radio to the ads that you hear when, when cars pass by, it feels very, very authentic, right? But at times it could be to the point that it's um I, I don't know what to what to call it, like if it's era worship or whatever, right? Where right. it's like we just have to convey the time so much that even the film itself, the narrative itself, must feel like a seventies film, right? right? And that was how I felt like watching this. It felt like one of those um you know, like those late eighties, early seventies kind of experimental Amer um, you know, Americana kind of films now. Where it's not so much about a A to B narrative, it's just this is just the experience, and we just kind of seeing things kind of play out in you know these different scenarios now. So so point is like narrative wise, it's not in the traditional sense at all, right? It does it does meander, it does go into different places. That's why I brought up the whole pinball thing. So you can yeah. kind of feel like you're going here. You think the the, the show go in one place, it kind of goes to a point, then it'll go to the next point, then it'll go to the next point, then to go to the next point, right? And you really see that with uh, with Gary and and um, Alana's characters, right? So they yep. just kind of just going all over the place, just kind of doing all these different things. Uh, but at the the undercurrent of it all is just okay. Will they hook up? Will they not hook up? Right? And it's really like this on again, off again thing. Sometimes they break up, sometimes they make back up. Sometimes there's jealousy involved, all that kind of stuff. Now, so I know for some people they might they might just kind of watch this like all right, like. There's a narrative, but they're not really whole. It's not really roping you in, you know what I mean? But to be fair, though, because of how compelling and how just well the, 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 these characters are, you know, you 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 find yourself engaged in, um, to an extent, you know what I mean? But yeah, I do admit, though, that it does really feel like 70s worship at times. Like, oh my God, right. like, we love the 70s so much. And right. the 70s, 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 right? It, it's even way more ridiculous with the um, Tarantino book, boy, because the man will stop and just reference all these all these right. notes and all these facts, factoids about directors and producers and stuff like that, right? Here it's just more about, okay, these are the times, this is what people are wearing, all that kind of stuff, what people were interested in, you know, as, as you know, you talk about the... Um, what was why it was a 
the embargo, the yeah, the oil embargo stuff, all that kind of stuff. They'll just stop and tell you these things now. Um, but at times, it will feel like okay, like if you were there, if you were, if you lived within those times, you would you would appreciate what's being said a lot more. You know what I mean? It it, it could kind of feel like that, right? Especially for people like us who weren't born in the seventies or weren't in the United States at the time, right? But it is what it is, right? Um, but you know, as, as uh, but you know, it really for me, who 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 holds this movie down is PTA boy. This guy kind of yeah. just knows how to maneuver his way through this world, even though you will like for me, you're just kind of wondering, okay, where's the story really going? Because at one point, you know, the the um is about this guy trying to to get that acting gig. Then all of a sudden, he wants to sell water beds, right? And it's not like yeah. it just pops out of the way. There's a reasoning behind it, and then the water bed thing kind of leads to meeting up with with Bradley Cooper's character, yeah. who who by the way, where he I just love, comes love, with a, a scene stealing performance, right? Yeah, like, I love how it, I love how it, it, it resolves itself with with the, the gas on the truck and it's like oh yeah you forget that sad for that don't have a bunch of hills and he could do some shit like that Uh, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. without spoiling anything right but yeah yeah, um but but bradley cooper though he plays um well actually he plays a real life character by the name of john peters right he was a he is or sorry was a producer and he was i think former boyfriend of um barbara streisand right but the way how bradley plays him dread is like he is clearly coked out of his mind and kind of bordering on on on, on dangerous but yeah. it's just the frankness there's the way how he talks yeah. and moves so it's just so it's so manic but it's so funny at the same time that, yeah, uh, like yeah. for me yeah. he stole the show but uh but yeah the, the show just really goes in all these different directions i know for some people it might be like all right, like the show not focus, like what's going on. But for me, I just kind of saw it like, no, it's just a year in the lives of these characters. And we're just seeing how, you know, how they change over time. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, it, it yeah. works it work in that sense. So I don't, you don't really, it's not so sort of a focus. It's like, oh, it's just, you know, the life of a set of people now and how to make it work. Um, yeah. What it's and like. I realized that's how, that's that's I realize only certain writers could pull that off, well, like, right? Um, exactly. But yeah. but not everybody could. Eh? Not he everybody does it could. in such a way that it, it it doesn't come across as aimless. That is the main That's the thing. There's a yeah. true line, a very very clear thematic true line, and a very clear character true line. Like you you're following the character, you could totally understand how the character evolves the way he does, and that's why they make it work. Yeah. Right. So that that being said, though, um, I was totally impressed with the the two leads themselves. Right. This is the yep. first time I've ever seen them on screen. Right. Um, Alana Him. I thought that she 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 was great with this right. role. Though. Um, she has a distinct look about her, though, like very very Jewish. She made a lot of um scenes with her quote unquote without makeup. You know what I mean? So she has a sort of you know it it, it kind of feels like okay, like this is legit how someone in the 70s would look talk and walk and act and all that kind of stuff now like some fabricated version for hollywood right it, it feels authentic right yeah and yeah what she brought to the table was great i think this is her debut performance as well same thing with um with cooper hoffman as well too uh, yeah totally impressed by him as well too same thing you know what i mean a lot of acne on your face and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
the thing that had me laughing, Dredd, is how he was just able to have these businesses, Dredd, because I wondered where he gained capital from. Because the, the, the only established that the man have, like, his mother is around. You never see his father, right? So I don't know if the mother paid him, sorry, giving him the money to, 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 to start these businesses. Can I right. see this man running, like, an actual business, like, an actual Right, like, you know, but locational yeah, stuff. They, they, they play with that a lot, like in terms of like what kind of. He, he's like a hustler type, you know, so you could like get away with a set of these little bullshit things. Yeah. And I want to make it even funnier too is this man is fifteen hundred, so I'm sorry, I'm exactly. watching this thing, especially with the pinball thing. I like, but but bro, like, you'll how, how you running this? You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked what people could have get away with back then, dude. You'd, you'd be shocked. Okay. Like that's they, they, a real product at the time, kind of thing. That's right. It's the right, same thing right, with, right. With, the, with the relationship. The relationship thing, again, we get to be all judgmental in the present, but like, look, you know, that is how it was. That real relationships like that. Sorry to say it. True, I mean, true, that is, true. That is, it's only, it only started to sort itself out when it started to get real obvious and, you know, it's like, all right, well, you know, people had to put a power hand on, put a line on this now. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I, but yeah, back I, then... I, well, well, I think for me, for me, right, the, the reason why I didn't really, um, this, you know, discuss, um, bottom up, right? Yeah. Was because it wasn't like compared to something like Call Me by Your Name there, it wasn't about that. It wasn't zeroing exactly. on that. Right. It was just right. like, right. okay, this kind of there, but the experiencing things and all that kind of stuff now. But it wasn't about the love affair, whatever it is between the two of them now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But another another big issue that was I, I didn't even know this till after the fact, right? That that caused a lot of controversy. Was um this this guy right um well this businessman character he's played by John Michael Higgins right and there's two instances where you see him with Japanese wives now but right. we and you you find this out with the second wife now that he doesn't even know um Japanese so right. he's asking them a question in English but it's in full you know Japanese right. English there so he's like. Right. How are you doing? Are you, you know, like like talking like that now? You know, like, yes. yeah. I mean, it is flat out offensive, right? Yeah. But yeah. you know, if it was somebody like Tarantino, you know, do a scene like that, yes, it would be to offend you. But at the same time, you know, he's gonna develop that character a lot more. So when that character okay, so, gets some yeah, kind of I, payback, that would make yeah, sense it, because he just kind of shows up twice and does a thing. Is just right. like, well, okay, what's the point? You know? Yeah, no, it, it didn't bother me too, too much, uh, you know, because I, I, with slice of life things like that, because it's, again, PTA is more the slice, slice of life angle of it, right? It's like, yeah, that is what it is and that is the world building. And if you notice it, fine. But that's not the point. Like, it don't bother me too much. Like, I, I get where somebody was coming, by, where somebody was come, coming from with that whole, you could talk about racism, but you have to address it. I don't think you have to address it, to be honest. That's that's how that's my two cents on that. However, all right, all right, all right. it's like yeah, it's but, the seventies. Like that's what it is. Like, you, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the creator needs any kind of working responsibility with that or thing. It's not like it's gratuitous or anything like no, that. It's no, just no, no. Yeah, like it's just there. Yeah. However. Yeah. Um. Also, I was really impressed by how the show was looked. Um. Looked though, because um. Like, yeah, it I just read it up right now. Yeah. Um. They shot it on thirty-five millimeter, so yep. like I was seeing that green and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I won't lie though. This is a gorgeous looking movie though. Like just yeah. so well shot. I was just loving the, yeah. the um 
the cinematography and especially yeah, it, the camera movement where there's some great camera movement sure there are a lot of great long takes as well especially particularly with characters uh moving from place to place um they even do this little recurring team of characters running towards each other so you see alan and gary running together running towards yeah. each other like i stuff. and it's 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 gorgeous i i, I love it right yeah but, not, um, not, not not since the master uh, you know his first film look this stuff looked this great and the master had a similar conceit because seem well i'm not saying the same time period but like the 60s 70s you know that camera stuff the look the yeah. aesthetic, yeah. right? Right. So that, that, that um, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing, last though, as far as the title of the show, like I only found this out after the fact. Again, just what going the show kind of blind, right? Um, it's actually named after like a former chain of record shops in Southern right. California. Right. Um, I I wish that it was brought up at least, like we would have seen. Like, okay, fine. You you do hear some top 40 hits you know yeah yeah you kind of come to expect that right um points for for start of the show with nina simone though i was like right. okay okay yeah no right that's another <laughs> thing the song track was great like they had they had this yeah. track at the end that that sounded a lot like um classical gas but i couldn't i couldn't make it out as if it is classical gas maybe another track but it sounded great i'm like hey what song, what song is this i like all right yeah. i gotta look it up I like this real hard though yeah, yeah, and, I, I, and, it, it sounds like classical gas, but it's not really classical gas. And I, I don't think it's our original song either. Um, okay, okay, right. So I, I don't know what's going on there. Right, and and I didn't even know this, but you know, it's I, I should have known because it's PTA. Uh, Johnny Greenwood did the score for this. Of course, right. Yeah, yeah, but but because I was more listening to the top forty hits, I was like, oh yeah, there was a score. All right, well, but you know, the score works. It just it didn't stick out to me as much as as it should, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you like I thought we would see like a little record shop, or maybe Gary would have want to start some kind of record shop, something I don't know. But it, it didn't happen, right? So it is what it is. Um, but in closing, though, as far as like if I would have like you know again with the opportunity of seeing it in theaters, yeah. um, firstly I am glad that I saw it in my house. I saw <laughs> glad I saw it digitally because yeah, I mean I did enjoy it. I did appreciate it for what it is though. But admittedly, for me. Um, I felt like it is slightly overhyped though because I remember okay. a lot of people putting it in the best of the year, you know what I mean? Like up there, top five, all that kind of stuff. This for me personally would have been an honorable mention, right? Um, that's right. not to say it's a terrible movie, but um, I've seen better films from, from PTA to be honest, right? But this one yeah. is very genuine, very heartfelt, very sweet, right? It's just narratively, it was all over the place and, you know, um, the the... The subject matter itself, that that whole ten year gap, while it didn't bother me though, it is it is a, a, a tad bit problematic, right? When you really yeah, yeah. think about it, right? But still, it's there's a lot of this. It's just how genuine and heartfelt it all is, though, and just how what everybody brought to the to the um to the table as far as acting and you know just right. music and this everything goes there. So um yeah. for me, that's yes, uh, a quick correction. So the uh -huh. track it's sounding like classical gas, but it's not uh -huh. classical gas. But it is a it is a track by Mason Williams, so it's like okay, that okay. that makes sense, yeah. All right, all right, all right, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so for me, um, I'm gonna give this a decent four out of five, man. I, I think that yeah. it is worth checking out. It is. I'm not gonna say this is my, one of my top favorite PTA movies as yet. I can't see that for sure. I'll have to probably give it a couple more views. And I, I mean, for me, this is always something with me with with his films, right? So, like for me personally, um, there would be Blood and Phantom Thread stood out to me from the first few. But like when it came to stuff like the master, um, you know, yep. I, that that was something that I had to give 
um, extra thought too. And you know, maybe um, I only saw it once, unfortunately, right? But I feel like if I give it a couple more viewings, I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Same with yeah, Boogie Nights. Like, yeah. like, Nights is great, but I feel like if I watch it again, I'll be like, yeah, classic, right. top tier, yeah. Yeah, so no, I, yeah. I, I get I get somewhat of the same vibe with this. Like it didn't wow me the first time I saw it. Like I literally watched it this morning before we met up online. But I have a feeling that if I watch it just a couple more times and I really like dive into it, I'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah. Now I see why people love it so much. Uh, will it win Best Picture? Yeah, I don't really see that happening though. Yeah. If it wins Best Director, I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Right. Uh, but I think this could, if if I had a choice between the three, um, or Oscars is nominated for. I think it could win Best Original Screenplay. I think it could win that. Probably. But yeah, right. that that's all I had to say. So, what's your final thoughts? Yeah, um, ratings ratings wise, I uh had in my head like something along the lines of um, uh, like a like a very high eight out of ten, probably a nine out of ten. To be honest, um, I just thoroughly enjoyed it for what it is, or why why it works. And it just everything just comes together so well. It's just you know excellent filmmaking and craftsmanship across the board. I can't be mad at anything. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, so that's all I think about it. Yeah, and, and last thing, last I, I really do want to see Alana Heyman, Cooper who, um, Hoffman, um, move on, move forward. I should say with yeah. this uh, with this acting career of theirs. Way um, I think that they could, you know, they will potentially you know stein in other great films right. in the near future man um because yeah they just came through with yeah just two of the most two of the best debut performances i've seen like in a long yeah. while man so yeah no, um, yeah hoffman, sky's the limit for them but. yeah hoffman about future i mean if he, if he editing like he did then you know we're expecting a bright future ahead. yeah yeah agreed, well, agreed career-wise at least sorry not life-wise <laughs> because yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All right so moving on now let's um talk about the second episode of Bachak Man by Peacemakers. So this is, well, it kind of started off as Keon Byron's own thing, his own right. little superhero series. But um, quite recently, I should say, like, about late last year, whatever, it joined the Vilventures universe. So now it's in the same world as uh, Maganolia, right? And it's funny, too, because in the first episode, right, which I mentioned in the Maganolia um, season, season finale, they do mention um they do mention a particular moment in an episode of Magnolia which involved Keon. <laughs> it's 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 one of those comic book things now, like, oh well, why this character here but across there? And they just give you a reason and it's just like, well, all right, well that's the reason. Okay, cool. I can live with that. It's silly, but but it works, right? But yeah, um so this episode here is called Power Struggle, right? And what we get here is just mainly a continuation, obviously, of what happened before, right? So it's it's involving this um this bad guy who has this um this herb, right? But right. the but he he somehow found a way to synthesize it. I'll, I'll, I'll that's the term I'll use, right? Um, to enhance you know human strength and all that kind of stuff. Now, of course, it could have you know side effects, like really deadly side effects and all that kind of stuff, right? So uh Bachak man being you know um because part of his power involves just knowing about herbs and you know using herbs to to heal people and all that kind of stuff you actually right. see that in the, in the first episode right because um in the older films the older Bachak man films um he actually in, inherited i would say the powers the mystical powers i would say of this character called the the herbalist right and in this world, right, compared to something like uh, Maganole, it actually involves a lot more um, 
more folklore characters, right? So in this episode here, you actually see uh, Mama Glue, right? Which is one of our, um, you know, famous folklore characters, right? And it's a nice little bit of world building because they kind of establishing that, oh, you know what I mean? There's this world with these folklore characters and we're not supposed to, like, invade the human world, but somebody doing this kind of shenanigans with this plant. So now um, Batrick Man has a month, like 30 days literally, to find out what's going on or else they will be, like, you know, held to pay, basically, right? So he's dealing with that, right? At the same time, he um, he runs into um, an old rival of his by the name of the OH, right? He is a Russian, well, former gangster, basically, from Russia. But, you know, he wants to start a new life. He has a bar over in Sandow, of all places, so haha. But, um, but yeah, point is now he actually, like, contacts Patrick Man to inform him of some, you know, dark stuff that's going on. And, um, yeah, that, that pretty much just puts our hero in this, um, in this scenario, you know, basically where it's like, you don't know who to trust and all that kind of stuff, right? And there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, right? So the same, pretty much the same praise that I gave the, um, premiere episode, right? Because I was, I was actually impressed by it and the, the huge step in quality, you know, compared like, you know, from, from what we got with the previous films now. Um, it, it continues on here, though, in terms of just the writing and especially the pacing. Though the pacing is really what's impressing me here, by um, just the just the time spent in just fleshing out the story and the characters without just jumping in into like some random fight scene or action scene, right? Um, speaking of that, we do get an action scene. Well, well, actually, I should say a, a, a pretty decent fight scene. It's in the trailer, but it, it, it totally works. And you could see Keon, you know, like really con- um, committed to it. Um, well, I know if you, you if you see that scene, or you probably saw clips of it, Ricardo. Right. You might notice a person or two who probably was involved, because, you know, Keon has a wrestling pass, right? Like local wrestling right. pass, right? Right, right, right. So... Right. I don't know the guys, I don't know the stunt team in this show, but maybe if you look at them, you might be like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. Right, he right, wrestled right, here right. or whatnot, right? Yeah. So you do that. They also establish a couple new characters. Um, this this one um, young woman who, well, we re- well, it's revealed that she actually got injected with that same um, chemical thing from the, from the plant itself. And it gives her, like, you know, the superhuman powers, so to speak, right? So, uh, but if I have one gripe, though, like I thought that the episode would have gone back to her, Okay, it just kind of starts with her, and then it just kind of stops, like, right after we see the title card or whatever. And then it just kind of moves on to Batrack Man's um, scenario, um, you know, issue now, you know. But um, but in terms of just where the story is going, I, I think it is going at a really even pace, and I, I really do appreciate that. But yeah, though, like, I just really feel like it is a gradual step up from what we saw uh, with those films, um, not just in terms of the, the storytelling, but the the acting, the uh, the dialogue, you know what I mean? Just, just everything st- seems to have just stepped up quite a bit. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually impressed, man. Right. Um, but episode itself, right, is is intriguing enough, especially where it ends, and I'm going to see what happens there. But I am curious to see where the story is going to go. Um, I, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed, you know, that we don't get a scenario similar to Magnolia where, you know, the, the, ep- the, the story itself had to be trimmed down because of you know, COVID and, you know, other circumstances. You know, I just do hope that Keon gets a chance to tell his story the way he wants to tell it. Um, 
and you know just just entertain us along the way man because um yeah i mean honestly i am i am really digging where the story is going so far man. and i do hope that we see uh, a bit more references to the ventures universe um we actually saw that in the first episode um as i mentioned before but not that much with this one here right but um yeah um this 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 is going really good man and this is a pretty solid episode um, of this show here. So um, I'm not sure when we're gonna get episode three. I do hope that we get uh, very soon. But um, yeah, I'm 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 digging this man. I like it where this where this is going so far, man. Yeah. Right. All right. So moving from peacemakers now, let's talk about peacemaker. Right. We talked about the first three episodes already. So um, and I think you did the synopsis for this last time. So. See, see, you know that um, that that no, I think I did. I can't remember, right? But um, seeing that you know all eight episodes are complete, um, Ricardo, can you just give us like a synopsis of what this season one was about? Yeah, so um, basically, spin off of the Suicide Squad from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're following Peacemaker. He got well shot in the throat. He survived somehow, and basically, he had to join a new team. Um, to solve a certain problem involving, well, an alien invasion of some sort. And, yeah, we just address that. But then the core conceit of it is, you know, Peacemaker, him having to come to terms with him being uh, effectively a weapon for the government. And what are you going to do with respect to how to interpret whether or not you want to be that weapon or not? And they make it work um, for what it is. I thoroughly loved uh, this whole season, you know, who, nice, who, nice, nice. Who, who doing what and why? Um, it, what What is so interesting and ironic about this is that the director, who a lot of people consider the most quote unquote MCU of the directors, actually happening to set up the conceit and, and, and template for how to do proper, well, for lack of a better term, proper anti MCU stuff, right? How it works as a, um, you know, something that they know Disney can't do, but does genuinely challenge Disney from a creative standpoint that is not the Zack Snyder stuff because sorry to say it uh, look you know I I it hurts me to say it but Snyder is not a direction right he's somebody who has really done didn't do that good of a job of creating a counter framework in terms of mm. making good good comic book storytelling in my opinion um but with in the case of uh Gunn and his material yeah, this is the template to go by, where you know it's something that Disney can't compete with you because of how raunchy and, and X-rated and R-rated and the material is. But at the same time, you, you actually have a good working template for how to tell these stories in its own right, in the context of the DCU, and, and make it work, right? The one thing that I thought would have been the big hype was that it was actually one of the more disappointing parts of the story, which was when the Justice League actually shows up. This was the big moment at the end, and... Yes, and yes. I thought yes. that I'll, fell flat. I'll talk about that in my review too. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that that part completely fell flat. That was it. Everything else was great. Like, um, it was just a, a quick cameo, and the cameos weren't that funny. And it really showed how, even even in cameos in the domain of this, it still didn't work. Um, and he yeah, was like, uh, I totally understand why Henry Cavill and and um, you know, and and Ben Affleck kind of bust out. Now. Um, so that's why it ain't really working in even in, in for them. Like you had to just start from scratch, you know, do something from 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 the get go, and then make it work. Um, characterization was pretty good as well. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, everybody was pretty good. The reveals involving certain characters, especially Peacemaker and his dad, I thought that was great. 
um, Vigilante, he was excellent. He, he's he's seen Steeler from here. He was yes. legitimately <laughs> hilarious, but they make it work 40 years. Um, what's her name? Daniel... Um, da- da- Daniel Brooks. Daniel Brooks, right. Yeah, she was good in this, especially her bouncing off of... Um, bouncing off of her mom. Like, what they do with her and her mom, especially that last thing at the end. Um, yes. It's a quick, mm-hmm. quick bitter, but it works. Like, that was funny. And then... Um, yeah, piece, uh, this girl, uh, oh God, Slippin' Manai, who's she named? Uh, who, who plays Amelia Harcourt, right. um, um, Jennifer Huller. Right, Harcourt, I was trying to remember. Uh, yeah, even even Diebeard, he even had a, a good little... little, little <laughs> John, John Economos. Economos, right, yeah, Economos. <laughs> anyway, he, he he was good too. Like, they, they just make it work. Like, simple storytelling, they make it work in, in, in terms of in, even, even the butterflies. And that last moment with, with Peacemaker and the decision he made at the end there, I thought that was a great moment. Um, and yeah, I thought it just it, everything just come together so well. And it, it, it again, this might be the real working template for, for what the DCU might be going so so far. And it's from the director that, that even MCU fans I've seen kind of come down on because, oh, it's stuff too emotional and so on. So it's like, no, nah, that's the reason why he's one of the better directors in the MCU, in my opinion, um, because of that. You know how, how to ta- you know balance it now. Um, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed Peacemaker for what it was, and and this is a good, again, a good approach. It, you could do it with other characters, right? I like also, also the little deep cut stuff, like the Charlton comics reference. So they call it the town Charlton because Peacemaker is a Charlton comics character, which is oh, the okay, okay. I, I I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a little there's a little um there's a little comic book history trivia stuff. Um, if her, it, so the character of the comedian from Watchmen is what, uh. He's based on Peacemaker. Peacemaker was created before him and the character. So that that bit, remember, remember the joke inside? Remember the, the last line that um, Rick Flagg told him? He said, Peacemaker, what a joke. Peacemaker, what a joke, yeah. That's a good good little deep cut, right? Because the character comedian is based on him. I was like, yeah, hey, okay. Okay, okay. You do your thing, James. You do your thing. Yeah, I see, I see, yeah. I see the little deep cut. I, I don't know, if, I don't know, but it does seem to line up particularly well. Um, but yeah, um, much like how the question, we call him Rorschach, is based on the question. Similar thing, right? Um, it's a Charlton Comics. They keep referencing Charlton Comics a lot. And I would like to see them do more, more of these kind of, you know, full circle deep cuts, you know, with, with these characters. You know, a character who was original this, then we see a, a parody of it and a, a subversion of it. And then they come back to the character and address the conceit of what the original character was meant to be. I like to see them do something with that and make it work. Um, you know, that is an interesting kind of, as I say, we don't post, 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 post modern. And to see all these kind of re rehaulings of these characters and to see it in such an interesting and modern context, it is the perfect space to do this kind of stuff, especially with the comic book stuff, right? Yeah, James Gunn really have a talent for it. it you know, this felt more like super than, than Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That is why it mm. so it was just just really good, good work, good characterization and uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, it truly, really, really, really well done. I didn't love it, love it as much as other people, and I, I was kind of mad I got the Justice League thing spoiled for me. But it it would have disappointed me anyway. So ever, um, but that's a oh, oh, that you um somebody spoiled that for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw the shot with all of them in it. Well, you see that that's what you did, like on the day of the episode release. Yeah, well, I was went on Twitter first. You're not supposed to. No, do no, no. But I, I was I was I wasn't too like I wasn't following the show too too hype. Like I I after we think it, I only watched one more episode, and then I just like wait till the end. And I like oh shit, peacemaker going on. All right, I'm gonna go think. But I wasn't following every episode every week. I just wait till the finale, and then somebody say oh peacemaker finale blah blah blah. And then I was scrolling through it and I saw it and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. 
um, as I said, I wasn't following it too, too hard. And then when I started watching back, I forgot how those last few episodes were so good, especially the episode where you had to take on the father. I was like, all right, this was real. Oh, hard. yeah. And then, uh, then the, that, that, that's episode um, seven, right? I think. Yeah. And then, and then, the, last, yeah. then the last couple of moments with him having to, well, you know, the father sticking around, right? You know, the, and well, you'll find out why, right? Yeah, um, which I, like, I love. I, I love yeah, how he yeah, could be I, I was enjoying yeah. I was enjoying all of that. It's just really solid character stuff. And yeah, well, last last point that you could go, you could go. Um, yeah, John Cena was really fantastic in this. I, you know, he but yeah, that was about balanced. to ask because I know you, uh, you, 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 you had your, you know, your beginning. limit as far as his humor goes. Yeah, yeah, at the beginning, but he, he like when they when they started getting digging into their whole thing, especially with the flashback, um, involving his brother, I was like, all right, you know, this this really coming together and it really working, and it, it really feels like okay, this is the real anti MCU. This is how to balance this stuff tonally make it work how to do something disney can't do and still you know give an impact to the audience and yeah you know sorry to say ironically you know the guy from the mcu you could understand why it is that the, the disney so successful in order to snatch up talent um making it work now uh yeah so that that's why that's why it works so well for me so yeah um written uh pretty high actually i'll give it a very high eight you know closer to a nine um, out of 10 just really really well done good good characterization i really want to see more from this and i, I want to see them like do other stuff it have so many it have other characters in the dcu you could build from um with this template and approach and, and style of human and storytelling and make it work now so i want to see what they, they're going to do going forward all right all right all right well i i agree with you for the most part man um i i think where the show excels is just how down to earth it is right it's not trying to be even with the cameo i'll get to that a little bit right it's not trying to be anything spectacular or over the top right. like but oh well it's a superhero show so we have to have all the spectacularness and you know it, you know all these over the top stuff now but it keeps it grounded it keeps it down to earth and it keeps itself pretty much um level now you know what i mean like it knows what it is it's not trying to be anything it's not and because of that it's able to just explore new ground and you know it just develop these characters a lot more and that's another um another um area where this show shines so just the characterization yeah. alone right because you know when you, you you see a guy like john you see a guy like peacemaker right especially played by john cena and, you know, just from the jump, you think, okay, he's an asshole. He's just this muscular, he's just this beefcake guy who, yep. you know, American and all that kind of stuff. There. But with every episode, though, they just dive in at least a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. And then to the point that I wouldn't even say halfway, but like early on, you just, you, you, you care for him. You actually understand why he's so messed up, why he is so, um, you know, just, just. He just, you know, unaware of, you know, political correctness and, you know, stuff right, like that. Right. You understand yeah. why he's like that. And that's why I'm glad that they actually brought in, you know, the character of um, August Smith, um, a.k.a. White Dragon, right? Played right. brilliantly by Robert Patrick, but he is... He yeah. is so scummy and so despicable, though. But you just love him when you're on screen because you know he having fun, man. Um, just the mere fact that he get away with, with certain racial slurs in 2022 is amazing. Yeah. And, and this is another thing that that where the show excels as well, too, by right? just just knowing exactly what what buttons to push, what envelopes to push as well, too. But never going too too far as to offend the the, the viewer. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean it. You know the, the the humor, the dialogue is particularly is very crass, like intentionally crass, right? Um, there's a lot of f bombs being dropped here, and if I just have one teeny 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 tiny grape, like I don't want to be you know some you know purish or whatever it is, but 
there are there there are instances where it just kind of feels like okay, like fuck is the only is the only cool swindle, you know? Right, like, just right. dropping it, dropping it, dropping it, dropping right. it, dropping it. Right. But in the case, but in the case, it, yeah, it kind of right. works in terms of when okay. Case, seriously, if you were in this situation, shit was hitting you fine and whatnot, exactly. you'd be reacting just and to then, see. In, what. in the case of peacemaker and vigilante, it makes perfect sense. The two of them would be like this, especially vigilante. Like vigilante is such a mess. Like I, I, I actually want to see what it, I want to see what they'll do with him going forward. To be honest, yeah. Um, at, at first I was just sure what to make of him, though, especially when he was introduced in the um in the first episode, I believe it was. Yeah. But um, the, he actually grew on me a lot more, though. He 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 feels like the little brother to 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 um. To, to peacemaker though, like literally, right. right? They will shoot, you know, be like, you know, they wanna shoot things and fight people and all that kind of stuff though. I'm amazed that that vigilante even survived in this though, because there were numerous instances right. where like shit this man dead, but like like no, literally but one, dead. That was one moment <laughs> I was kinda I was kinda turned off by because he didn't like he didn't get a grenade to himself and then he knocked out, right? And I was like, yeah. wait, vigilante. And I forget if vigilante was a meta human or not now. Like, like, it was slipping my mind. He, he was, though. I, I swear he's just like, you know, right. a human, human, you know. Quote exactly. Quote. So, like, yeah. but he, he was, he, he fell unconscious. I was like, wait, he just get back up normal, normal. So, like, all right, that didn't think that was kind of confusing. Yeah. However. And there's a moment where he, where he was driving away and then the car crashed. Like, well, all right, well, he's right. dead here. It's like, well, right, exactly. Oh, no, right, right. he's he fell alive, asleep. all right. Yeah, he fell asleep. And I was like, right, what? he fell asleep, right. Yeah, right. it was kind of weird, right? Yeah, um, all, yeah. yeah, also, just, just another gripe, though. Of, like, I know he's supposed to be, like, not even a secondary, but a tertiary character, even though I wish he was secondary. Um, let me see if I get a name, but uh, Judo Master, but... Right, like, so they could have done more with him. Yeah, like, I felt yeah. we could have gotten right. more of him, though. Yeah. Um, it, there's a nice little running gag where he's always eating Cheetos, you know what I mean? Right. But I don't know, just the bare fact that he looks the way he is and everybody, like, making fun of him. Case in point, there's, there's a moment that... I well, they kind of shoehorn a bit, like that's what you think about it, right? So he's over in this store, just standing up outside eating Cheetos. These two teenagers come right. and laughing at him, and then he just, as they come outside, he just beat the shit out of them and right. steal the car just so. Like I get, I get what they were they were going for, but it's still, but you kind of wonder, well, wait. So you just here waiting for a car to conveniently right. come in your jacket, like I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Weird. I, I just felt we could have gotten a little bit. They could have given Judo Master more to do because I felt like um. As a character, just just his skill set alone, his size and all that kind of stuff. I thought that worked though. I feel we could have got yeah. more to that, right? Um, I did like the moments with uh with with um Clemson Moon, right? Um, the yeah. well early on, I would say, uh, he did feel like a male version, a really stunted version. I, I call him of Amanda Waller, and right. well, right. you can understand why he is because well, yeah, one of the alien butterflies had right. um a, you know had made its way inside of him right um but yeah it would and how but there was a great moment though involving um mcgill uh daniel brooks right who plays leota right where she was wearing one of peacemaker's helmets to the the x-ray right. one and <laughs> yeah, then yeah, she yeah. sees the fly inside of him like oh yeah. shit yeah that was, a good that was a great moment love that love that love that even though conveniently she doesn't die because reasons right but yeah. you know it was just such a great cliffhanger there you know what i mean yeah um 
as far as the the, the whole but project butterfly thing is uh for me i just kind of saw like okay we had to do our invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing right so we're gonna infect all these people so you know it's the police and all that kind of stuff and it kind of gives james got a reason to just have the the the, the heroes just gun them down on them yeah for real and what that but it's really cool though um especially in the final episode which which by the way you hear the full version of do you really want to do you want to taste it by the right. way, that song knocks. Um, yeah. at, at first, I was a little iffy with the, the opening team, uh, opening yeah. title sequence, right? But yeah. it grew on me with, yeah. with every yeah. subsequent episode. And I think it's because of how again everybody just commits it. The, the yeah, dance again, moves, just, how just... stiff it is. But yeah. uh, last thing I just want to say, but it, uh, in terms of that sequence, um, but the beat, the, the the song itself is killer. It kicks ass. Yeah. It works right. Um, and it's not an 80s song, actually. It's actually from a group, a Norwegian group called Wigwam. Uh, right. So this song, I think, is from the 2000s, but it still works and right. it fits with the whole hair metal song, you know, the right. vibe of what, you know, um, they're going forward with this series, right? But for me, who 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 steals that um, that that one scene? And he's actually one of my favorite characters. This whole show, agree to disagree, eagerly. There's that last right. second right. with him going, yeah. eh, eh. It, it, It's like it's a family guy opening now, effectively. Yeah. 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 No, they make uh, it. But, they make it. They make it work because again, this is just uh, a sheer creative freedom on display. You know, like you know, this is where the DCU have to like do this stuff now, where they get they get to tie down, make it work in that sense, and you get you're, you're now starting to see because we now starting to really see the weaknesses of um, the DCU. You know, sorry, the weaknesses of of Disney. Um, you could see how to exploit that and run with it. Now, um, as it is now, yeah. So it's just a, yeah. them little things now. These little weird off the wall. Off the cuff kind of kind of conceits that they make it work for what it is now. So yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, because yeah. Uh, it kind of adds. It, well, I mean, it adds a lot of heart and humor to it though. But some people might go into this thinking, oh, it's just gonna be some PG to T rated stuff. But no, this this is hard R all the way though. And I love the fact that it commits to it though, but it doesn't go too too far. You know what I mean? It's not right. like being edge lord about it, right? It's just exactly. this is the world, right? Um. That being said, though, um, I know a lot of people are going to go into this, you know, um, here any hype around it, and think it is going to be some sort of like mind blowing show. That they probably might think it will be like you know Watchmen, right? The TV series, but no, it's it's its own thing. If you're familiar with James Gunn's work, his R-rated work, it's right up his alley, though. But I just love the the fact that it's in TV form, right? So it's not just you know hijinks and action scenes, but you get a lot of great characterization, a lot of great dialogue as well, too. Very snap. Uh, very snappy, very witty dialogue as well too, right? Um, and it works, right? But again, it's not trying to be some over-the-top grandiose superhero show just because it's DC. No, you're not getting that, right? Which which brings to which which brings up now the um the the, the Justice League cameo. Didn't see it, but you know in the in the episode itself, right? They do bring up. It, it's well I, I read I was sort of glanced behind the scenes that it was just part of this joke that Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller were on like right. oh you know Aquaman fucks fish right and right. you just kind of rule with it right but for me like okay it was, it was funny you know it was like okay Jason Cuss alright okay ha 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 yeah, you know if, if you saw Jack Saxon it's just as he's like oh it's kind of going to that R-rated territory okay yeah, but, it, but it what, even... what was so what was so funny sorry what was so ironic about it what, what kind of well like Okay, so I have them in the first place. So it could have simply been Flash and Aquaman, but right. Superman and Wonder Woman, they're in silhouette. Just stand up there doing nothing. Just stand up there, so, yeah, pointless. It was dumb. 
was the point, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, kind of I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Because I've if, felt, they, if they're felt, doing nothing, then, you know, you kind of wonder, well, okay, well, where's Batman and all of this stuff? Exactly. I get what they're going for, but it's like, if you're, if you're again, you, like, they decide to bring them into the, into this shot, you know? Right. So, have them do something, you know? Just have, have them just kind of stand up, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Because the, the, joke was was the, the joke was, well, they're too late, everything done. Uh, that, all right, I suppose that's kind of funny. But yeah. to me, if anybody... No, 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 have... no I, 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 mean, I mean Superman and Wonder Woman. They just did. They just stand up. Oh, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. They could not afford Gal Gadot, and then Henry Cavill is out. That's the problem. Uh, well, so, I, I, I know. So, 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 so why? cut them out. So, so why them... have them... T- <laughs> yeah, cut them out. One second. I just made a joke online, though. Uh, release, hashtag release the gun cut. So right. there'll be fans who will say, oh, there's there's actually more scenes in that in that right. episode involving the Justice League, right? right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but the, the thing is to me, if anything, just have flash up. Like, you could have just have flash up. You would have been fast enough to get there in time. Maybe Superman... I don't know. Like, it no, was just, just, have, just have him and Aquaman. It's, but my, it's, my it's about that, the two of them anyway. So, but my point is that know? the joke do you make, the joke do you work or, or fall flat now? Like, that's the joke. Like, they just reference that's the joke. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. But they had, it, a, they had a Green Arrow joke as well, which was kind of funny, I suppose. Uh, it, it was, it was. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, yeah. But, um, I mean, for what it is, I, I enjoy this one. Um, I will confess, though, they were, because this is a weekly thing, um, can we, we covered the first three, which came out in one day. But I would admit, though, I, I found myself, like, forgetting that the show comes out on Tuesdays. So, yeah. I would just kind of be like, oh, shit. And then I'll look at it, like, the following day, you know what I mean? Uh, right. But that's not to say the show is bad or anything like that, right? But um, it, it does tell its story. I do appreciate the fact that it's not trying to be something that's not, it's very grounded um, and not too realistic or whatnot, right? It kind of balances, you know, the, the, the comic book world with the real world. And I think they do that very well, right? Um, but really, but oh yes, and last thing, last, how, how can I forget, boy? Um, John Cena, though, he killed it with this with this role. Yeah, At times, yeah, he does come off like a man child, but that's the point, right? But yeah. you know there are these like just unexpected moments of just just human um just him being human him being down to earth do that that worked for me like case in point um that moment where he was uh playing um home sweet home from the crew right. um crew sorry on the piano and this was like when the episode done I do a googling is actually Cena do it I'm like wait okay right, right, Cena, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. let's go Cena right but yeah boy um he commits to this to this rule though um. Yeah, he just put everything into it too. And yeah, I have to give him nothing but praise, man. So um, you know, but but you know, so you could say what you want about his um, comedic range though, but I think that it works here very well. And you know, he gets to kick ass as well too. So that's that's pretty good. But it's really the the characterization how Cena was able to convey this. Cause yes, he is a man child, but it's him kind of looting about the world around him and changing over time, which really makes the show work here. So uh, for me, I'm gonna give this a uh, decent, uh, strong four to five, man. This is absolutely worth checking out, though. Um, don't go away with the expectations too, 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 too high with this one, though, because again, I just have a feeling that people will go into this who haven't seen it yet will go into this blind and think, okay, this is gonna be some like next gen superhero show and it's gonna change your face, everything. No, no, really, it's not. But for me, I, I think it will change the way how people look at um, how superheroes can be con- um, conveyed, you know what I mean? In these times, especially with, you know, this influx of MCU stuff and DCU stuff. That, so it kind of shows that, yeah, we could kind of just bring these characters down to earth and, you know, 
we'll see where we where we go there, and and, and it works. Um, but really, James Gunn is the MVP in all of this. Though he makes this thing work, he makes this thing shine. Um, I love the fact that he just stuck to his vision. He's not trying to do you know what what other you know superior shows do. Um, and you know he he just did his thing, man. And I can't wait for season two, man. I definitely can't wait, man. So yeah, uh, Peacemaker is the real deal. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, yeah, please do, man. It's it's really worth it. All right, so let's move now to uh, to Netflix for a bit, right? So let me talk about Kanye West, boy. For a while, right? So <laughs> the first of a trilogy of documentary films, or I should say features, uh dropped last week I was recording here, right? Called Genius. It's called yeah. spelt, sorry, J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S, right? Which is a very Kanye thing, right? You know, it's, 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 it was the dog's name, I think. It was okay. Shit, I didn't even know that. Wow, okay. Well, right. it's all in his first first apartment when he was very young. That was the dog they used to call the dog named Genius. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. All right. I I I didn't know that. All right. Well, look at that. Right. Yeah. Um. So, I. All right. So when I first saw the trailer for this, I was excited, right? Because um. All right. Well. Okay. So a little context, right? Um. I have talked about Kanye West quite a few times on this um on this program here, right? Uh, I I reviewed. I did a, a anniversary review of uh, the College Dropout. I actually talked about Jesus is King, the album, when it dropped. I went to IMAX to watch the god-awful short film for that album, <laughs> which did not work for me at all. I even talked about um, Donda, well, a week after it came out, right? I, I talked about it. So, I mean, so but just to get this out of the way, I, um, I always call myself the biggest fan of Kanye West, the artist, or Kanye West, the man, right? But as far as artistry goes, as far as music goes, um, yeah, he is hands down one of the most, you know, iconic, most influential figures in music, regardless of genre, right? Um, I mean, his his college trilogy, you know, he was was pretty much shaped the way how I looked at hip hop back in the two thousands, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, um, my beautiful dark twisted fancy that was one of my top ten favorite albums of the twenty tens, right? So I mean, his his impact on music is is on the seat. I mean, yeah, I mean, it 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 can't be denied, right? But with that being said, though, and this is how I have to approach this, you know, um, series here, right? Uh. There is still the celebrity Kanye, right? There is the, right. you know, I'm, I'm as divorced say, as now say you have, from... You have a distinction between the artist and the artist. You know, exactly. that, that bullshit, right? Yeah, as yeah, a, yeah. From his work, like, look, I, I, I love him for his production stuff. That's it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. look... I, okay, I, okay, I, so, so not as a rapper or nothing? Not really. Because that's the okay, thing. Okay. A lot of this, a lot of this I, documentary... I feel you, you'll drop, like, especially in his early albums, he dropped he some, 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 some bars, bro. Yeah. No, he, had bra- he had bars, but still, come, you know, not, not really that good. I mean, he ain't as bad as somebody like, like Puffy or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> he still was never really that impressive, ultimately, for me. But as I say, artist versus artist, is the, his production stuff, great. You know, I look, um, what do you call it? Diet Coke right now, right? Diet Coke oh, is yeah, like yeah, 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 a goddamn yeah. fire beat, right? Jeez, um, so yeah, I'm going to listen to him still. But then him as this, he trying to do this big art thing and he had the film with the woman with the swan. And oh, that, that's that, for my, uh, my beautiful dad. Yeah, all that bullshit. Like, I, I don't really care about that book, like, to be but honest. the album right? was great, you know. You didn't need an eight-minute film to yeah, promote yeah. it. Yeah, we need that bullshit, right? He's yeah. good as a production guy. He really, really shines as that. 
that's about it um, to me. But then all the extra stuff that really unnecessary. But we could talk about that in, in the doctor. Yeah. Right. So, so what, 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 so for me, right. And after bring this up with this show here, right. I imagine with the other two episodes going forward, right. Is this issue right now? Cause I mean, he is no stranger to controversy, right. He's no stranger to pissing people off. Right. But now with what's going on with him, you know, divorced from yeah. um, Kim Kardashian. Right. And, he and you know, now, yeah, Pete Davis is, so now Pete Kim Davis, is with yeah. Pete Davis, right. Uh, he, well, Kanye was with Julia Fox for, for reasons, but now they split up because well, for reasons. Um, but there's a way how, you know, because, all right, so at the time it's recorded here, I believe in two days' time, I could be wrong, could, but but then again, it's Kanye, right? He's a man who does push release dates anyway, right? We're supposed to be getting Donda 2, right? Which right. everybody asks for. Everybody asks for Donda 2, right? Apparently. The, the, the last album, well, you know, the, the deluxe version clocked at two hours now. So imagine how, what, how long Donda 2 is going to be, right? But yeah, in two days, we're supposed to get to that, right? But point is, with all that going on with, with that, you know, is this back and forth on social media. He's saying he he and want, um, oh, well, you know, Kid Cudi's not going to be on my album because right, he's friends with Pete Davidson. And he putting up conversations he having on friggin' WhatsApp or whatever it is yeah. with his extra. And she coming and saying, dude, why are you putting this up online? Why are you putting this up on IG for people to see, bro? What are you doing? Yeah, it's and it's just this yeah. childishness about, yeah, yeah. oh, you would be Davidson. And, you know, what Billie Eilish say about Travis Scott and all this stuff at Coachella. It's, it's just all this back and forth thing that is just so goddamn toxic, boy. It's, it's just to the point of just like, you know, why 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 should we take you seriously now? You know what I mean? Um, but you know, it, it just it just looks really bad at him, Jim, because um I was rooting for the man to to at least have a a stable relationship with, with Kim and you know the kids now, but like uh, I guess it didn't work, you know what I mean? Uh but you know, people some people will come out and say, Well, you know, it's it's, it's his bipolarism and you know right. it, he's he's no, that, it, right, it, but it's like no, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's typical. something is it's attention. He's attention whore right now, Jada. Sorry. No, it's a typical. It's a typical problem involving you know, um, you know, mental health and using that as the excuse for your shitty behavior, and like, yeah, but that shouldn't really be uh, yeah, the excuse for any kind of bad behavior, to be honest. And yeah, it, it gets into that that typical nonsense, right? Like, yeah, this is him. How much he excuse that? What you should take seriously, not. And it, the, the simple fact is that he's a person who never. And I'll say. He never processed his mom's death. With this documentary, you, you totally understand. You see that, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. just like everything was, you super connected to his mother, and yes, you totally yeah. understand why you'd fall apart if he, if he, um, you know, when she gone. And that is exactly yeah. what. Happened. Like that's right. so, too much. Right, but but I want you to do the synopsis for. Or just a brief synopsis of what this episode are about, right? But this last thing I want to see though. So, with all this that going on with him and taking shots at Pete and trying to get Kim back because, you know, for the kids, and I still love you, though, know, that kind of stuff, though. Now, all this looking even worse, though, because his album's supposed to be coming out in two days' time. And this show, this this trilogy is going on, like, like right now, now. So, okay, so that's it's, it's going to be pretty difficult, though, especially for people, like, who, you know, who still loves his music, though, to kind of go into this, now and be like, Okay, so this, this, but yeah, but it, still, it, it, this, this Kanye now doing all this shit, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's bad. To, actually, I'm gonna say it. it is 
bad timing during the week. So as far it, as me, this, this this documentary no, to this me, it's, exact, it's the exact opposite. So, you know, it's what you're looking for with respect to Kanye as a as a personality. This tries to humanize him a lot, right? Tries to. Um and it, it kinda remind me a little bit of the Dave Chappelle doc from last year, right? Getting us out of trouble with, with the transgender thing. And now he does do this documentary that's actually pretty good and, and well done. Um in terms of humanizing him. Kind of. Same yeah. thing. But right. what it, what they do with it in this is that they make it, it's supposed to be like Kanye West's last dance, right? You know. It, oh it, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a good is, reference point there. Yeah. Yeah, which which kind of which kind of uh you know ironic given in Chicago again, right? So, but yeah, uh, yeah. But, but but what what is what is this um this Act One about um vision? That's the name of it. Act One. It, it pretty vision. much focuses on on well Kanye coming up um as a as a celebrity. Uh, the big the big central conceit of it mostly was you know wanted to be taken seriously as a rap right not just rapper, a producer yes. not just a producer but just as a rapper him being putting up putting himself out there ly- lyrically um and that's about it this is nothing more nothing less than that um and then well they focus on the, the the central conceit of him with his mom right a lot of time he spent with his mom how much he he you know was how close he was to his mom they have a lot yeah. of that. And then, well, it, it does another focus with the, well, the guy who created it himself, right? the actual documentarian involved, right? So this person yes. who just do a bunch of material, where, where they come from and why, you know, they play it out, like, as it is. Um, why they make it work for what it is as just documenting, you know, hip-hop in Chicago, in Southside, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. And just focusing on all the look at all the, all the back the behind the scenes stuff involving Kanye and a lot of that stuff I've seen before, right? And I'm surprised we didn't get more Dave Chappelle stuff from Chappelle show, um, to be honest. We oh, got yeah, that that, that, that's true, yeah, because he did, he, he was there twice actually. One time uh, with Common, yeah. um, the next time with uh, where he performed two words with uh, Freeway right. and um, more stuff, yeah. right? I'm surprised we didn't get also, we didn't get much stuff involving um, uh, what do you call it by Deaf Poetry, right? I thought we would have gotten that, yes, he on that, he was on that as well. Uh, but yeah, but that's about it. It's just him pushing himself up, you know, he, he becoming the new the new member of Rockefeller, um, him connecting to Jay-Z, we got a little bit of that, nothing too much. But most of it is in the context of, you know, we're not taking Kanye West seriously. And again, because of the, the nature of Kanye West, as you know in his public career, how much of it is, uh, you know, because everything is from his perspective, he's not really yeah. that, that, that um, reliable of a narrator to be honest right and uh, that make a lot of sense but but it still frames him as a reliable narrator and i suppose with an emotional state you could tell one way or the other right mm. uh, and nice nice about it I, I was surprised how much attention i paid to this right i, I was actually quite engaged um me too to, me too yeah to be honest right I, and, I and and is a come up story like like we love come up stories like for me personally i i so for me I, I I was I was just enamored at just seeing, you know, just that, that come up phase that like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? I, I moved from Chicago to New York, you know what I mean? I'm selling beats and right. trying to get my foot in the door and, you know, record labels. I want to get with Rockefeller, but they, they, they still had a deal. So I try and capital, I try and rockers. And I was yeah. I was digging all of that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, go yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's, that's how I felt about most of it. It's just, oh, okay, we do, we're doing this um, come up story him from scratch kind of thing and it, it boils down to whether or not you could tolerate this or not like if, you, if you're into that that hip-hop history aspect of it it's solid right it's fine actually i didn't hate any of it or or, or didn't um didn't really hate didn't really mind what he was trying to do or say uh, going forward it was just fine i had i had little to no problem with any of it 
um, as it is. Problem is that in the context of Kanye West, it, it, it feels a little weird and disingenuous, right? Knowing his own history and <sighs> his life. Yep. And I couldn't really get into too much of it um, as it is. But yeah, for the most part, I, I, I dug it. I, I had no, no problems with this in that sense. It was actually much better than I expected. Um, you know, as I can see, not as good as, as you know, the juxtaposition of Dave Chappelle, you know, two, two big projects last year, but still pretty good. You know, again, problematic, you know, agent Gen X black man, you know, in the context of, uh, you know, in modern, modern context, and then how to frame him back as a, as a relatively human figure. That's kind of the idea. Is it a puff piece? Can't tell. You'll only tell with time. Not sure, right? Um, that's about it. Moving on. It, it, as our first episode, I enjoyed it for what it is. But it's clearly to the bias and, and towards Kanye West's, you know, audience, right? It's his fan base who still like him and whatever, whatever. That's about it. Yeah, well, I agree with you. Well, well, for me, well, I, I made a joke. Well, not even a joke. I just made this point um, on, on Facebook and Twitter. I was saying, um, you know, while I was watching this, I was thinking about, you know, just uh, the the old Kanye, straight from the soul Kanye, right? right. And yeah, right. that's what it was. Yeah. A lot of it was that. And yeah, throw the entirety of this. Uh, a lot of people was hinting that he might try to do like Donda, going to totally be a callback to his earlier stuff. Um, all right. I mean, or the, um, Donda too. Donna too, right? That's what I heard. Like, that's the rumor. And the rumor is to kind of market, you know, his own nostalgia, right? You know, he's going to try to tap into that. I'm not that excited. But I'm I excited. don't think he's going to do that. I think it's going to be a literal repeat of what we got with um, with the first one. This mixture of gospel music, but with, um, you know, contemporary hip-hop. That feels right. going to be I don't the same thing. I, yeah. I, the thing is, I, I only hype for Pusha T album, which has Kanye West in it. Um, but I heard it again, a lot of Neptune stuff. So that's why I hype for that. Yeah, I kind of cool, hype cool, that. cool, even better. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm more hype because I hear Neptunes and Pusha and them coming back together. Like, all right, well, you know, that's our first day by. Well, I'm moving on. It's not a Pusha, Pusha story we're talking about. Uh, yeah, documentary wise, as a first chapter, I, I actually, I was, I was impressed how much I enjoyed it. Like, it actually kept my attention as much as it did, mostly because the other guy's story, the, the, the filmmaker himself. Um, yeah, the, the, the filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah which, I, which you know that 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 hit me though, because it's yeah. a moment in the end where you talk about, well, yeah, this is why I do this. This is why I was so committed to this project in the first place. It involves this family, and that was really hard moment for me. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I well, despite despite you know my my intro, I actually for myself really enjoyed this as well. Though it took me back to late nineties, early two thousands hip hop. Uh, this, 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 you know, this, this was the period where I really became a fan of hip hop. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I just, I just love just seeing that grind, to see that hustle, seeing yeah. Kanye in his apartment in New York with his friends playing uh, Jesus Walks, and no, he was playing yeah. All Falls Down. He's playing the original version with um, Lauren Hill doing the hook. You know what I mean? Just yeah, that, yeah. I, I would. Just, and it's little, it's little, little moments and little people in the background you see is like, oh shit, that was blah blah blah, and it's like, oh, like I know Oskino and Sparks. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And then they watch um, dude, this, dude, this they, they, they had, but when they show Young Bow this was before he put yeah. out his his song, his debut in 2000. You know, I was like, what? Yeah. I know, but have um, which, remember, remember the girl was he the, the violinist we used to do stuff for him in, the, in those oh, days? Oh, right, right, right. Benari, oh, she, 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 oh, yeah, I, I love that. She was fine, yeah, yeah, what we see young uh, you saw well of course you saw Jeezy you see Ace. young Beyonce too I'm like what Beyonce hey. Miss um, you know, I, I laugh when I see Pharrell by the way I'm like 
dog. Right, right, yeah, you're going to see him. And one. Yeah, this no, guy looks exactly. Oh, no, or was it 2003? I can't remember. I think it's 2003, whatever. Guys, look, you see him, though. Yeah, he's a goddamn vampire. Like, you didn't see. Yeah. So just just see that period again though, and you know it's funny because it's with mini DV. How I know though because um you know every time when you when you press record, you'll say this thing. So when I hear that, like the users transitions, they're like, okay, okay, I like I like this, right? But yeah, just taking us back to that, just showing us that grind though, because it's those things that you hear about in interviews, and maybe you might see a little clip or two somewhere, but you just see like you know as much footage as you could fit in this uh, hour and a half thing. That even had the the, the the clip that opened uh, the Trudy Wire music video with the, right, right. the homeless woman doing a little dance and asking for food, yeah. right? They show that. And then, and then, and then, and then the end of yeah. the end of the Trudy Wire video when he he joined Rockefeller is the exact same. Right, clip. right, right. In, in, uh, during uh, the the Dynasty tour, they show that right. too. So yes, I mean just the footage and just all that. I was loving all that, Jen. Uh, I just hearing the just 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 seeing young Kanye. Uh, this uh, this this running gag with him wearing retainers. <laughs> Which I thought was funny, even have a moment where where Scarface is like, wait, what's that you have there, retainers? Do we had that day? Put that in your mouth, bro. Like, we do it, <laughs> right? But yeah, um, just just seeing that 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 grind, though, like you know, talking about how he wants to put Chicago in the map, and you know, the the the, the biggest rapper to come out of uh, out of Chicago, honestly, was covered, right? And, right. I mean, yeah, you know. So just see that that hustle, though, you know, and I love stories like that. I love to be motivated by stuff like that. See how people work hard. Again, I would I would make the argument, you know, because a music industry exists, that's why he was able to succeed. Just seeing, yeah. but no way. Even 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 if it didn't exist, though, just the mere fact that he went this far to do what he did do is very very inspirational. Though. Uh, even have a moment involving him and. Almost having a, a little beef with one of his um well one of his producer mentors right. basically. Right. I yeah. didn't even know about that though. I was I don't like, know that story, yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. And how that resolve was was really was really heartfelt as well too, because that's right. where Donda comes into the story as well too. And yeah, the moments with Donda um are very, very sweet though, and you can really tell just how big, you know, just how strong of a relationship they had together, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, this, this was a great opening to this trilogy, though. Um, that being said, I'm not really sure where the rest of the story is gonna go. I think it may go as far as like, see, the, the, the early 2020s. For all we know, I, 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 because I don't think that they're gonna stick with the 2000s. They have to go into the 2010s well, and we'll at some point in time. I don't exactly. Know. Well, it's when, when, whenever your mother died, I feel like because that, that to me is the big turning point in this career. Right? Yeah, that was that, that was that was the late two thousands actually when his when Donda died. So exactly, I, I guess that might be in the next episode. I guess right. But with that being said, though, yes, I surprised what, I surprised uh, didn't didn't focus so much on the, the car accidents on well, sorry, the motorcycle. No, well, uh, they, they they hint that it's coming. Yeah. It's coming in the yeah. next episode. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they, they reference it in this. He done past that point because Trudy Wire out. So it's like okay. No, 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 no. Well, well, no. Well, this was before Trudy Wire. No, believe it or not, this was before. Nobody, he didn't party album. No, not yet. Not yet. He, he he got signed, but he just had a few songs on this bill. But he didn't. He we didn't work. He was okay. He was working on the album, oh, right? Okay. But it wasn't done as yet. He didn't do Trudy Wires. The accident didn't happen. But right. near the end, though, where they were showing credits, that's where they they were hinted that you know, like oh, okay, well, like in the next episode, that's where they show the accident. I was surprised right, okay. that that wasn't part of this episode. Right. I was, I was that confused was part the time of. Thing. 
you know, how the character of Kanye West came to be there because the accent, right? You know, but it was weird, right? So, anyway, I guess you'll see that in the next episode, right? But um, that being said, though, I still find, like, you know, I guess it's, it's unintentional on the part of Netflix and the guys behind the scenes, right, who who make this film and decide to put it out on, um, uh, where was why Sundance, you know, this year's right. Sundance Film Festival. Um, the, the timing is really, really off, though, but I know it's not their fault, though. It's just because of Kanye toxic bullshit that he's doing online, yeah. but, um, and heaven knows where that is going to go over the next couple of weeks, exactly. especially with this album scheduled for release in two days' time, boy. But um, with this yeah, documentary, I'm not excited for <laughs> well, it's it's two more hours, right? It's it's, it's another epic we're gonna get, right? <laughs> but yeah, anyway. But uh, but yeah, boy. Um, and for I know I probably might review it. Who knows, right? But yeah, this this is a strong big um in beginning to to this trilogy here. I am really not sure where the rest of it is gonna go. I I hope that it maintains that that strength. Um, it it may fall apart, you know, easily. Who knows? We'll see. But um, I still say yeah, check it out, man. Especially if you are a Kanye fan. If you like the old Kanye, Street for the Soul Kanye, this will be right up your alley. Right. Uh, if you just want a reminder of how great and humble as he as he would humble he was back then, yeah, give it a look, man. But uh, if you just genuinely hate him. And hate what he stands for, and you think that he's he's changed, you know, to the point of no return. And yeah, I imagine this 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 episode. I guess the, the trilogy itself is not gonna do you. It's not gonna it's not gonna make you change your mind yeah. at all, man. But um, again, it's just the timing of it all. It's just it's just so unfortunate. But if 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 Kanye just shut him out for like two weeks and drop the album and stop picking yeah, at, at Stevenson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of which, though, um, Saturday Live's supposed to be coming back from you know the Saturday coming. So I'll curious I, to see if, if Pete will see it. I'm predicting. I'm predicting. I'm making a prediction. Chris Red going to be pretend, playing Pete Davidson. Sorry, going to be, be playing Kanye West. Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, that's what that's weird. Yeah, he did it before. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised you're going to make a sketch out of it. Whatever. Yeah, boy, like, like they go in at a SNL alumni trend. They had to do something. They had to clap back somehow, trend, or, yeah. or make a reference in Weekend Update or something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, right, was... right. Because, because <laughs> that guy, um, that guy, he was part of the bullshit, too. Um, what's his name? Michael Che. Oh, Michael Che. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think Kanye wanted him to quit SNL and he'll double his, he'll double his salary or some nonsense. Like yeah. that. Oh, 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 by the way, by the way, by the way, before, before we move on, in, in one of Kanye's tweets, right, he said that, you know, because, because, uh, Disney owned, uh, Viacom ticketers, right? Well, or at least he owns NBC, right? The Pete Davidson is a plan trend, so. The, the, he, he, he purposefully come in between Kim and him and him now to mash up the marriage because what? Disney want to get rid of Kanye. Us, oh, it it, it crazy. It crazy, right? It's hard for me to care. You know, As I say, but, if, he, if he was played out from fire music, you know, at least I could have that, but like, yeah, Donna was kind of trash though, so I don't know what's your point. Yeah, moving on. There's things about Donna like and things I don't like, right? But I reviewed it, right? Whatever. So yeah, I just keep my fingers crossed that these other two episodes are, are worth it. Uh, I just hope that Kanye just doesn't get into any more shenanigans that will make me hate this whole series. Because uh, I really, really want to support this thing. I really want to like this thing and continue liking it, right? Despite how Kanye is acting right now. But still, overall, 
Uh, yeah, strong start to the series, and yeah, for sure we will be checking out the other two and reviewing them in the you know um, subsequent episodes. Right. All right. So sticking with Netflix now, um, let's talk about the Cuphead show, right? So um, I'll 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 confess here one time. Haven't haven't beaten Cuphead, right? I'll 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 just give a little context quickly, right? So. Uh, I believe it was in, it was 2017, right? This was where we did our final episode of uh, BSB to Bailey. We did it by I think it was one of your relatives um, right after Christmas. Okay. Uh, you all had like this Christmas lunch or whatever it is, right? And then probably we, my aunt. Diana Ruka. Yes, 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 there, yes, right? I'm my aunt. Too. I remember the day before, well, the day before obviously being Christmas, right? And I was just like, <clears throat> I was just like, let me let me just try cupping. Like I have it on my on my hard drive just there. I'm gonna try playing this thing, and that game kicked my ass so much. Okay. I was just like, "No, I'm not even going to continue on. This is Christmas. Why am I getting my ass whooped from a game like this?" Right? And here's the thing: I love running gun games. Right? I'm a huge fan of Metal Slug. No, I never. Right. You know, I could, I cannot still to this day beat that game with one coin. But you know, it brought back that that feeling. What what really drew me into that game was the 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 was the world of Cuphead, yes. this 30s, 40s cartoon inspired vibe, right, rubber, right rubber out holes, to the jazzy yeah. music, the rubber yeah. hose animation style, very yeah. Walt Disney, uh, Fletcher, Fletcher Studios, I think it's Fletcher, yeah, Fletcher yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so of course it harkened back to you know Looney Tunes and Popeye and Betty right, Boop and stuff right. like that, right? But it was just in this really ridiculously colorful and surrealist style though and yeah it just wrote me in there but it's just that game was kicking my ass so i yeah. just never touch it but after seeing this show here i like you know what maybe i should actually try it again you know this just kind of focus on it this know that it's a difficult game and you know maybe i might beat a level or two you know whatever right but yeah um what this show is about in a nutshell is it's well. It's about the, the 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 two characters, right? The two leads that will be Cuphead and his brother Mugman, right? Yeah. And it's just these ten to fifteen minute um, episodes, just these misadventures yeah, involving yeah. the two, yeah, vignettes basically. Yeah. Um, and it's very much akin to you know just 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 classic Saturday morning cartoons that we've grown up on, whether it's Tom and Jerry or Tom and Jerry Kids, you know what I mean, or Texted Spongebob, right? It's in that same feed, right? That same sort of comedic feed, right? Uh, but at the same time, it is or it is set in the world of um, Cuphead, the um, Inkwell Isles, basically. So we're seeing characters from from the games and what from the games, sorry, and whatnot. Um, particularly bosses and whatnot, right? You see them there. Um, there is a subplot involving well the devil character, right? Who shows up as well, right? Um, which I'll I'll talk about in a bit, right? And it's really about him particularly wanting Cuphead Soul. He he has right. a thing against Cuphead. He wants Cuphead Soul. Not really Mugman for reasons. I don't know. Um, you know, you, you also see their, their caretaker, Elder Kettle. Um, you know, because you have to have the adult when you have the 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 crazy kids running about doing, you know, um, crazy stuff, right? So that's really the gist of it. There's just this will. And we see these characters. They're just hijinks. But in particular... Uh, which which is one thing I really have to give credit where credit is due. Praise, I should say, 
uh, it's just how it harkens back to that old school animation vibe. Even right now to having uh, green, you know what I mean, on the actual image itself. You could like literally see the green and stuff in the visuals themselves. So it's just really like a throwback to old school, you know, comedic animation and stuff. But it's in the world of Cuphead, right? That's all I have to say. So, uh, Ricardo, as someone who has played the games and I imagine beaten the games, uh, what were your thoughts on the Cuphead show? Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really use the games as any reference point to judge this show. I, I more compare it to compare it to something like a, a when and, Ren and Simpy or, or SpongeBob. It felt very SpongeBob, to be honest, right? Right. Um, right. And I, I was a little underwhelmed by this because of the writing. The writing is kind of on the weekend. It, it just it's 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 skewed a lot younger than I expected. Um, I thought this was going to be a kind of you know wink at the audience kind of. You know, yeah, yeah, a, a little, little, little edgy, given what right, the game is. a little yeah. something. And I thought we was going to get something in the same vein as, as, again, I was expecting SpongeBob, but it's more like a lighter version of SpongeBob without, the, without any of the, um, the edginess, right? Um, that yeah, yeah I'm just felt. like legit, like legit psychedelic vibe that that show goes for anyway. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It's fine. It have a lot of great episodes. The middle episodes are probably the best. I's um the one with Wayne Brady in it. Uh, that was pretty. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. Where he plays kick dice. Yeah, that, yeah, that right. is yeah. Easily the best that, episode. One of the better. Yes. Yeah. Legit. It's funny. It's it's subverted the material. You know where it was going because you see those jokes done so many times before, but it's still really damn funny how they do it. Execution was off the top. Um, was was really well done. And yeah, I, I just um. Yeah, overall, I just think it was just played a little too straight for what it is. Like, it clearly catered to the younger audience. And I was like, all right, it's good, but I, I'm, not, I'm not loving it, like, to be honest, right? And that's about it. Like, from a sheer craftsmanship standpoint, it's good. That's it. But everything else was like, I was, I was pretty underwhelmed. Um, that's about it. I can't, I can't really say much more. Voice acting, okay. I don't love it. It's fine. But I can't say in good conscience, I love it. It's just, it's fine. Um, but the, it's just a craftsmanship really worth writing about, right? It's not, it's not brilliant, but it's just, they just do all the little, again, the little techniques, the little grain, and the appeals to just um, that rubber hose animation, and they do different styles of animation within, within it, and it's like, okay, cool. But I was expecting something much more clever and funnier and, and more interesting with the, with the conceits. And they really needed to pump up the writing a lot. Like, they need to punch up that writing. I felt if they did that, I would have enjoyed it a little more. That's about it. Yeah, well, I I pretty much agree with you as well, Bert. Uh, but for me, I, I, I think where the show kind of falls is that, you know, admittedly, while you're watching this show, and even like when I watched the entire season out, uh, for people who are going to, going into this completely blind, I don't think that they will like. I think they will be like honestly surprised that there was a video game that there is a video game based off of this. Uh, I felt like hey, yeah, we could have seen, you know, like more instances of hey, this is a game after all, guys. Like we're still doing the you know the the old school hijink stuff, the the comedy stuff, but right. we still have to remind people that you know this is still a game, though. You know what I mean? So let's incorporate bits of it whether it's like a adventure they go into or again just serenade more on that devil arc right but i'll talk no, about that in a bit but yeah go ahead no, that show, but that show how kind of how tops to we have the, the marketing so like back in the days it would have been a cartoon first and then a, a video game after on sega or whatever it is right 
is the oh, exact okay, okay. Because right. the media landscape is totally different now. They made a video game first. Um, and there's a re- like the, the backstory behind how the game was made and whatnot is really, really like really fascinating. I think if I remember correctly, they had to they had to like get a second mortgage out and all kind of weird shit. Oh, like wow, it was okay. insane. Like how much did they put on the line? They literally kind of bet the farm. Um, you know, with respect to that, like it was they was really on the edge, and it was in a in a time when that would have been super risky. Like it was after the financial crisis, well into you know, America's dunk, you know, well, you know, the, the not depression, but re- recession. Um, so it was fascinating to, to see how much risk was taken um, with respect to the project. Um, but that's about it. So it's, it's nothing else more than that. But because everything worked out so well, and now Cuphead is effectively a mega franchise. And, well, we could get into probably, probably a more interesting, like, interesting, what to say, history about the nature of animation in the United States. And that, if you're, if you're catering to that, that history, do you talk about like the, the legacy of racism that that's tied up with it or something like that? Like basically we get in all the upside of that with none of the downside of the that legacy of racism, for example, because yeah, almost all of this tighter is like why the, why the gloves white and all of that weird insidious okay. history, right? Um, right. But they, they do that and they make it work for what it is. Um, nothing else really worth mentioning as the product on itself. Um, but I, I can see, I can imagine some interesting discourse about you know that aesthetic and that time period and and appealing to that retrograde aesthetic so we, again we're post 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 modern again everything comes full circle right in that sense where we're post ren and stimpy and post spongebob but also you know we're going back to that history on its own merit and, and trying to make a, a case for that as it is um yeah but anyway as a storytelling device and project i'm not that impressed with it to be honest it it just it's not that funny it's again for kids. If you if you're into the if you're going to a, a, a younger audience, and all right, so fine, it might work. But but it does it does cater to a seven plus audience. But I really really wanted something more interesting and to, to, for them to play with that as it is. Uh, as it is, I don't know, rating, quick rating. Um, I don't know, maybe like a six out of ten. Uh, but I, again, it, it right. gets a lot. Of, it gets a lot of points because of um, it gets a lot of points because of the sheer craftsmanship involved. I can't be mad at any of that, to be honest. Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, this yeah, again for me though, I just felt like there should have been more reminders that you know this is a video game after all, guys, right? That right. scene you have to have big boss battles or what that, but you know, like there was there was one episode in particular involving the characters having to go and get this this egg from a volcano, right? So it's an right. adventure right. that yeah, they that's, going yeah, last, But we could have had more of that. Um, also right. in particular, there is a subplot involving the devil wanting Cuphead soul, right? And it shows up in like about about four or five episodes in in, in shape in ways or in some way shape or form there. Uh, I particularly really dug the the devil character. It remember a lot of him from you know um, from from Pop of Gills. Right, yeah, yeah. There's always, there's always uh, devil the, character. There's always make the, the devil gay for some reason. So like yeah, him, which is him, weird. <laughs> him from Pop of Gills or um remember the, the devil or 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 from from Chicken. Yes, oh, yes, chicken, yes, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Same it's kind of weird though. Maybe, maybe that's what uh, Last X was getting at with the Montero video. Maybe. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a very blatant <laughs> commentary. Yes, you are, yeah. you are correct. Very, very clear right, commentary right. there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, I love how over the top that that guy was as the devil. Though, and just yeah, how it was great. I, I thought the voice acting, the voice acting in this was was overall pretty good. Like, uh, can't be it was, it was. Yeah. Um, as um, I said, 
Wayne Brady in particular really, really shined. Uh, he was really, yes. really funny and well done. As, as kick dice here. Yeah. And I was surprised too that the guy who voiced Cup, it was a black virgin because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, a working conceit nowadays. Like, the, the main person is a black guy all of a sudden. Like, same thing with um, Star Trek, the new Star Trek prodigy. Yeah, the star is like, oh, it's a black kid and he's actually a really, really talented voice actor. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. But, you know, the nearly whole transatlantic voice, well, half yes. transatlantic, half yes. Italian-American. Yeah. Hey, you wise guy! You know, we yeah. did, did do that, yeah. and, and it fits, right? Uh, I, I found myself laughing in bits. That, that I wasn't expecting to be on the floor laughing, right? But I was right. laughing in bits because yeah, of the, 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 the... There's a lot of sight gags in this, too. a lot of, lot of visual gags in this, right? Uh, and it owes a lot to, again, old-school cartoons. So if you know what to look for, you're like, oh, okay, that's funny. Ah, when they did this, ah, when they explode. Okay, right, right, right. It works there, right? Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to work for a younger audience, especially those who haven't grown up on Tom and Jerry or, or Popeye or anything like that, right? But for us Gen Xers, we may, yeah, even though we might know all the episodes of Mary Melodies or whatever it is, uh, we will be familiar with what, you know, what the references. We will know exactly where they get at, right? right? And yeah, just how they committed visually, you know, it totally works. Even the music as well, too, uses a lot of... Um, a beat jazz, it works. Right. Um, the team song grew on me as well too, yeah, right? All right, and not it, special. Yeah, the, the lyrically it's kind of they kind of force it all right. here, right. but the music in particular, especially that that piano, that it it it's catchy though. I kind of form myself like yeah, this really it's, it's the same. <laughs> As I said, the, the working comparison is kind of like again. Well, the last last thing, and this was our original throwback to a lot of old cartoons, uh, the Animaniacs, right? The modern Animaniacs yes. remake. Have a similar conceit, but that I think just did such a great job of making a modern modern callbacks and and exactly they do a lot of pop culture references. Yeah, not 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 perfect. Not perfect. I have a lot of problems with it, but like for the most part, I um I was really really thoroughly enjoying that show for what it was trying to do and say. And this was like not so much, right? It was like just yeah but but it and and also too just just couple things before I get to read it. It really does rely on your knowledge of cartoons of this nature so if you're yeah, familiar see, with Stimpy, nerd, no. that's why yeah. a little too reliant on that exactly so if you know Ren and Stimpy if you know Spongebob and Patrick that's who Cuphead and, and Mugman are they they, 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 they they move like they've had you know one too many bowls of cereal right they just always be you know spazzy you know that kind of stuff there and at times it works when it comes to you know delivering some really decent jokes other times it's just like alright you're just being so goddamn annoying why you know what I mean uh, I, I did like the world of this you know just, just incorporated all these old school looking characters and whatnot, and it fits within the whole surrealist world of, of Cuphead anyway right um, the, and the, the, the final episode in particular, I'm not going to see what happens there, right? But I make a joke while I was watching this. I was saying, you know what would be funny is if they actually end the show there and say to be continued. And holy shit, it ends right at that particular point and they say to be continued. And I was like, way. Yeah. They actually had the balls to just stop the show there and say, hey, you want to know what happens next? Wait till season two. <laughs> Uh, actually, season two and I think three has uh, already has been a uh, green litness. Like, wow, okay. Right. But let's see. Me, I found that they edit like that though, because um, like that I was like, wow, okay. 
and even bring up something really interesting with the character who is brought into this. Uh, Miss Chalice, that's her name. Uh, well, right, Ricardo, right, maybe right. you could tell me if there's a character for the game or not. I think she was in the DLC, if I can, if I, I can remember. I, I haven't played the DLC, but I just played the first game. I beat it once. That was about it because I was kind of, right. to be honest, I, it's a game that kind of bore me because it had too many goddamn boss battles. And the boss that's, battles why, that, that's, that's what was getting me about this show. Like, let, just let the game is... breed uh, then hit my boss uh, every damn level is like it yeah, starts everything with a is boss, a boss. The boss. No, because when, like, when they, they take on the first carpet when they do the, the platforming stuff I love it I love it all the platforming stuff but the boss battles are so tedious and annoying and like I, and, and everything is a tedious boss battles like alright I know it's Metal Slug but that, still, that's why I give up that's why I give up yeah. on it I was like, I know it's Metal Slug and everything, but still, though, like, this, this hey, not really Metal wow. Slug and I only, only did it. levels, though, you know? Yeah, I only, only did it for, for a sheer sense of, well, I, I just had to finish it, man. like, whatever. And it, yeah, did it eventually. You get accustomed to the, they call it, by the, the, the little pink buttons. You have to get the power yourself up. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. Um, But for what it's worth, though, um, I, I, I do have to applaud the effort. I have to respect, I should say, the, the, the decision by the creators themselves to say, okay, it's not the video game that we're making a show of. It's the shows, the, the cartoons themselves that we paid homage to in the games. That's what we're really going for with this show. So after after respect them for that decision. But at the same time, again, for people who go into this not knowing anything about Cuphead, I know they'll come out of this shocked and surprised. Like, wait, there's a video game for this? And why is the show like oh, the well, video game? No you know what I mean? Because so, the, the franchise was popular enough before the show, so I'm not sure what the case for the for this to be made anyway. Ain't sure. Right. But 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 I, I think I think for well for me the real reason is just to make it a little distinct instead of it's a right. pastiche of old cartoons. Because on I right. mean for for better or for worse, that's what the show is, is a pastiche of old cartoons, right? But I felt if they incorporated bits of the video game in some way, shape, or form, like like I said, that episode where, where they had to go and get that egg, right? Where it's an adventure they're going on. Um, I, I felt it would work here. So so really at the end of the day, it's really the, stro- um, the, the storytelling that should have been bumped up a lot, um, a little bit more, right? Because, um, yeah, you get the hijink stuff and the stuff that you've seen before, you know, you know, you have the character who, you know, like uh, this this episode involving um, the, the one character losing his, his, um, his handle. It's like, oh my God, right, what do right, I right. do, right? So right. stuff like that, you have those episodes. But then you had this stuff involving the devil. I was like, okay, well, yeah, I like it that because it's, 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 there's some progression going on here. Even in the final episode, they hint at something there. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, this is really interesting. But they stop it and say, oh, well, to be continued, right? So it's like that, right? But yeah, the, I, I do hope with the second season, the storytelling is improved though. Because uh, I understand it's, it's a throwback to old cartoons, but... It's going way too deep into going into doing that though, to the point that it could feel derivative. The 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 yeah. writing could feel really derivative at times, right? But um the animation saves it though. Um this is yeah, just the detail, the attention to detail is just stellar in my opinion. Um the voice acting very admirable as well too. And the music, like I say, team song is kinda uh eh, but the sound about that piano though that sticks out to me a lot, right? Right. So for me, rating wise, I'm gonna give this uh lighter decent Three and a half out of five, man. I would say it's it's right. it's worth checking out, right? Yeah. Um it's but it's last thing I'll say it's, it's kinda weird though given the audience, the Y7 audience now. Because um yeah, kids kids are gonna enjoy this though, but I feel like for fans, like for grown fans who enjoy the the old the the throwback vibe of it though, they most likely will come out of this kinda disappointed because it didn't right. feel like 
games that they've adored and whatnot, right? So let's yeah. hope that with the second season, they, you know, they bridge that gap. They bridge the gap between the video game and the cartoons that they pay in tribute to. That, that, that's what I want, yeah. Probably, yeah. I, yeah, as I said, just quick, as I said, they, they could have done a lot more with it um, in terms of just the writing. I just need to punch up the writing because if it was as good as, say, SpongeBob, I'd have loved it. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, this is hilarious and I love it. But when it didn't wow me enough to say, you know, to, to do that, and I, I really wanted them to do that, to be honest. However, moving on. Right, right, right. So, last thing, last, now sticking with video games for one more time now. Let's talk about Uncharted. Uh, well, oh, Ricardo, you will talk about this. I did not get around to see right, it okay. at all. It was just uh, shenanigans oh at, at, at home with me, right? So right. I would just see this one bit, and then you could talk about, um, I guess you should mention it, right? Uh, your history with the games, and then you could right. jump into the movie and stuff like that, right? Well, um, speaking of speaking of the game, now, I, I thought you didn't need to care or reference the games at all um, in the case of Cuphead. In this you're kind of hard to think about the goddamn games because the sad part is that as I, okay, we'll get into it. It originally just fails as a project because of that having the reference games were not really reference games at the same time. That's kind of oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, it's ironic too because, yeah, I mean, I, I know this even though I've never played an Uncharted game. Uh, Indiana Jones, primary inspiration behind Uncharted, it have, right? It has so much. It has so much like contrivance going in in terms of referencing other stuff. So Indiana Jones, I think main one because the original game had that problem. Then this is oh gosh, is King Solomon's Mines and oh, okay, we, we we going with Alan Quatermain, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's just it's just about but that's then a little bit of Tomb Raider and a little bit of um you know probably even Goonies at some point. Like, okay. Oh, so, so anything with adventure. All right, anything right, okay. with adventure. Uh, so uh, anything with, with right, modern so adventures and quests and shit. Okay, start, I got you. To start, right. to start. Um, all right, so let us get into the story, what the story is about. So it's basically, it's 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 Nathan Drake Begins, right? It's not the games themselves. That is why they justify um, casting Tom Holland, right? Because right. It, you know, he had to look young, and one of the biggest conceits is that way, Tom Holland looking too baby for this one. That was one of the biggest, <laughs> biggest things. Now, this doesn't bother me too, too much, right? The problem with Tom Holland is this. It's not the issue of age. Eh? The issue is Tom Holland is an ectomorphic body type. That's a problem, right? Okay. Nathan Drake is not an I ectomorphic see. body type. So, he, unless Tom Holland makes the effort to bulk up, you're not going to get a, a, a well-done... Um, it looking a little off now. And that's why people say you're looking too baby. Because you're not looking like Drake, right? You're looking, you're looking too... Not young necessarily, because again, you know, good, 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 um, good nutrition and time and and will make people look younger than normal, right? That's not, that's not the problem. Problem is that Tom Holland has the wrong body type. That's the problem. Anyway, the the story is that is it's um Mark Wahlberg who was supposed to play Nathan Drake originally and would have make more sense. Um, is you know hunting for some treasure issue and you know he meet up with with this this kid. And you get Ropin involved in a thing, and then your girl from Sabrina, Tatia Gabrielle, she's on the Oh, side. yeah, yeah. I saw the in, trailer. I was like, what are you with this? Yeah, nice. she in this. Right, she should have been Catwoman, in my opinion, but you know, whatever. And, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And the whole. They, they get into this big multiple adventures involving a, a ship, a couple, sorry, a couple of ships. And it's just a. a it's start the main story, but then they, they get into character work involving. Right, um, what we call it? Involving Nathan Drake and Sully and how they meet effectively. And that's the, the whole idea. Here's the weird part about this, right? For some reason, the way they're trying to play it, 
as if Mark Wahlberg is a lead now, right? By the way, Mark oh, really? Wahlberg. By the way, Mark Wahlberg is the reason this this he's the only person that pulls this down, yeah. Again, in his utter mediocrity, the eternal eternal <laughs> mediocrity of Mark Wahlberg. Good good um, vibrations, way good vibrations. Right, you know, <laughs> but that that's that's about it. Like it it they make it um easy star. They have it they have it playing with for, for what the conceit is, and then it's just them bouncing off each other. But none of it is any interesting or or works in any like great way. It's like fine, whatever. But like. They have to have him do a bunch of shit from the games because, like, the games say so. Remember, he had to climb with two hands on a wall. And it's like, yeah, we don't need to do that. Anyway, the game says so. Uh, That's yeah, a, right, right. This is nowhere near as bad as something like um, Assassin's Creed. Like, I was expecting Assassin's Creed. I didn't get Assassin's Creed. It's, it, it, have oh, a couple, God. <laughs> it have a couple okay set pieces. You know, it, it's very, some at sometimes feeds a little Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, it, a little frenetic. That, that last set piece involving the two ships is quite good for what it is. I like that's all right, cool. I, I don't I don't I don't hate none of this. So that's about it. That's nothing worth mentioning other than that. I don't know, maybe like a five or four out of ten for me. Um Yeah, it it, it it just I went, I came home and then I kinda of forget about it almost immediately. It's only when uh-huh. you contact me and I was I was on thing, I was like, all right, yeah, watch out today, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, it's forgettable. It's really, really yeah, I've I've been but, hearing that you know just just from a lot of critics where how how forgettable it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, because they don't do anything. And again, if it came out at the time when when the, the games was a lot more relevant, then it might have do something and stick somewhere, right? But it didn't really do that, and you know that was about that. Did I hate this? As I said, it's not Assassin's Creed bad, right? But it's still forgettable. And like, um, the problem is that they they still trying to make Mark Wahlberg a thing now. Like that's my main problem with a lot of this. Like them, real trying to frame it as if well, Mark Wahlberg is the star, and, and you know this Tom Holland kid is the sidekick, and they're all framing mm. up Mark Wahlberg. It's like, yeah, but Tom Holland is like the star of like two of the major biggest blockbusters in the last couple of years. So, so like, what's your yeah. story? Mark Wahlberg yeah. got a hand just dropping down everything. And I, again, if they they should like, get another lead, like they get Chris Pine or somebody like that to actually like do something. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, I find is a problem. Yeah, they're really sub sub catering to his mediocrity, people. That's all, Chris Pine or Pratt? No Pine. Or Pratt. Pratt could have worked too. I, I, I would have I say Pine though. I find Pratt is, he's, he's just overused these days. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> Especially when it comes to likeable leads. Like, but you as, look as I them part of Marvel. So, you know, they could have worked together probably. Maybe, right? They had a, a couple, they had one really good moment in, in, um, in Avengers Infinity War with each other. What I, tried, I thought was funny. So they could have mm-hmm. run with that bit, right? Um, they had one good joke. They had one good joke together. And I thought you could have played with that going forward. So that's about it. But so that's all, everything else, I don't really, I don't really feel in it. Or what it is. As I say, only Mark Wahlberg is the main reason this, this get held back. They could have got a little more points if they had better chemistry and, and dialogue with each other. And, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah, right. I, I want to say 5 out of 10, but maybe like a close to 4 out of 10, to be honest. Um, but whatever, moving on. It's, it's fine. Right. Okay, so I just have one question, right? Um, and this was the fear that I had with this movie, right? So for a lot of people, like, you know, people like me who never played any of the, the Uncharted games will probably have no clue who Nathan Drake is. I know, but some people may not know, right? Um, does, does the show itself, you know, do justice enough for you to be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I should, I should seek the games out somehow, you know what I mean? Or is uh, it that, all right, you have to be a fan and to, to, to really get into it. That, that was your fear. Like, do, could, could a non-fan go into this blind and appreciate it, quote-unquote, or you had to be a fan and know all the references and shit? 
No, not really. Again, again, the problem is that video games is a different medium. So when they wrote the original, um, the original one, it was like, oh well, we couldn't really make a, like again, we we, we couldn't really make a, a Indiana Jones game, so we could just do kind of Indiana Jones and mixed up with a bunch of other shit, similar to Tomb Raider. Nobody expecting deep writing or nothing like that. You just have to get a guy who kind of look like a guy, and again, a lot of it is just basically basing it on what is Nathan Fillion from Firefly, right? Is that character, right? That's yeah. pretty much what the conceit is, and that passed that passed for good writing back then, right? And so, so now when you, you don't make an effort or do, do anything interesting, especially now when we have games like Last of Us and things that had genuinely good writing, it's a little too little too late now. And it just, none of these people make the effort and they kind of half-ass it. So that's why I'm not really, that's why I'm not really hyped for any of it because even back then it was bullshit. So it's like, whatever. Like, I don't, none of it is engaging now um, for what, it, what they're trying to do or say now. So that's why I'm not really, they ain't saying nothing. Like nothing is here. It's just... This is a, a conceit and an excuse to have a really cool gameplay and action sequences. And the reason why that's engaging is because it's a video game, right? For you to now come with a TV show now, you had to pump it up a little more, right? That's it. <laughs> nothing more, nothing right. less. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, as I said, the set pieces was not half bad. It was all right. It was fine. That's about it. Okay. Okay, I, yeah, I, I will, I will, I will wait till it comes out digitally. And yeah, um, me know about me know, uh, me know if you can play the video games because the stories, the story in the in the video games, especially the fourth one, is not bad writing. But that is only over time, you know. Like, you know, they, again, they're trying to do the whole um, Nathan Drake begins conceit. And again, if if they did, if Tom Holland had bulk up a little bit, it would have been fine. Like, I wonder, I would have been like, ah, right, okay, this kind of this could kind of work. But because he's so skinny and baby, he's like, all right, well, I ain't really feeling. Moving on. All right. Well, well, I I suspect that we may not get any more films of this in the near future. Like, I'd say that right. this is going to be a flop, like a you know, like a sorry, like a show that people just look back with this need, like see a Assassin's Creed or a Warcraft. Right. But similar right, right. to those yeah. two movies, yeah, I honestly don't think we will see a sequel like this. And uh, why well, see this? Because I know, you know, the the these guys probably went in with the intention of making this thing a franchise. Of course. I mean, I mean that's again, when they, they pick a chart in the first place. Yeah, right? exactly. If they did, but if they did this back when you know the games was relevant, then fine. The, the project stay in de- developmental hell for so long, like it, nobody cares now. Like anybody really talking about Assassin's Creed? Where's the hotness now? The new hotness now is um, what call you? Aloy now. That the, that the mm. new hotness now. Um, I forget the name of the game. Horizon. Horizon. Right. Yeah. Zero Dawn. Now. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you talk about yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that that game now come out. You know, the part one wasn't really good. Like if they make that, but if they, they, when it, when Hollywood tried to do that now, that gonna take fifteen years again. Nobody will care back then. Too much time passed. Yeah, they had to do it one time. I I heard they was gonna do it within a year of the franchise. Um, the only franchise that could probably hold up, and if they try to do it now because of the nature, the, the combat and the gameplay, would be probably like Gears of War because Gears of War have a legit interesting story you now. Mass Effect was as well, right? Because it's a solid right. side by Uh But Nathan Drake's so generic now, like. Who, who care? Who care about this? You had to get, uh, get a good, interesting world-building sci-fi universe. That's why Witcher working out. Because Witcher's like, yeah, actually have a good books and, and law behind it and it had a, a series behind it before that. No. So, yeah, but Mass Effect, same thing. Mass Effect is solid mm. world-building. I don't know what you're going to do with Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake is like, he's just a, he's just a guy. Like, what's so deep about Nathan Drake? Somebody, listen, I shall go and get down vote and people go make noise on whatever, YouTube or whatever to, to think about, like, wait, what's so special about Nathan Drake exactly? He's a smart guy and he's kind of clever. Like, we, we just had a Reacher series. You know? Yeah, well, 
Yeah, we just had it's it, it, it just legit feeling like a dartboard that we just see right now. It's just like, oh, which franchise? Just throw that. Okay, yeah. I chatted. All right, cool. There you go with that. Yeah. That 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 that's clearly what this is. I'll, I'll say last point, just last point. Too little, too late. Not special. We need to do something more interesting with this. I don't know. Well, but moving on. Yeah, moving on, moving on. All right. So with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm at Medina. Why does at Aramedi on Twitter? And you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right, in the description to this uh, episode here, you will see a link tree link. So if you go at it, you will see my Instagram, my Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. On the Facebook, you will, and on the YouTube, sorry, uh, you will find excerpts from uh, this particular episode and the others that we've done over, well, I should say, uh, the last season, <laughs> the previous seasons of BSBCBLE and Retrospect Reviews. So stuff to look forward to. Maybe there might be a Donna 2 album review. Maybe. That all depends on whether Donna 2 is coming out this Tuesday at all, anytime it's recorded here. Um, Genius, episode 2. We, we, we kind of have to talk about that because we talked about one just now there, right? Um, the Legend of Vox Machina. Right. I will yeah, try to make one, the effort for this. I, yeah. I couldn't get into this one. So I'll make the effort this round. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to check it out, though, but I had to flip a coin inside of this or, um, or cup and shoes. So I picked that one, right? But I hear a lot of great things about Vox Machina, even though I'm going into this completely blind. I haven't seen a trailer. I have no right. clue where it's about. But right now, too, people right? like I, I about. think I see something, you know, just scrolling on Twitter thread and seeing something kind of interesting. I have no idea what it looks like or anything like that. I'll probably see when I start watching it, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Okay, no, no. Yeah, well, all I just know right now is Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's all I hear about it. It's kind of like an homage to that or something like that, right? Uh, we need to talk about Cosby, baby. Is that show? Okay. That is a Showtime um, limited uh, a docu series okay. that's going on right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did not yeah. know that existed. All right. No problem. Oh. Oh. There, oh there, there's a video. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a fantastic video on YouTube um, about Bill Cosby that a guy did that I thought was excellent and I thought that was a great breakdown of the entire franchise. And the guy kind of gets into the pro- like why Cosby was a problem even if he wasn't a sexual predator. Like mm. he covers like a lot of the class based stuff and why the show was kind of problematic. You know. You know, and it's something I always had a problem with because me myself, right? That that Reagan administration thing. I think I covered that when we were talking about the freshmen's um the the, the freshman's reunion. Um why why freshmen's was better than Cosby ultimately. Um but yeah, yeah, and, and regardless of era too, I can remember the Cosby show was in the eighties, freshmen's right, was yeah, exactly. 90s, right? Exactly. Right, exactly. Um but yeah, so uh, uh well I'll, I'll I'll look up for the show because I had no idea the show existed. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was hearing about it. Um, uh, pretty great. Very naturally, I think it's three parts. Actually, I think the, the final part, if I'm not mistaken, is airing tonight on, on, on Showtime. So, right, um, no yeah, I'll, I'll check out all three. We could talk about that, of course. The thing know, is, I seen, I seen nobody talking about it. So, like, all right, I showed, I showed out a come up. I thought that would come up in thing anyway. The mere fact I talk about it now, that means um, TikTok or one of them algorithm thing goes to talk about it. You heard that algorithm, FBI, CIA, whoever listening to me, <laughs> right? So. I expect, I expect my next two TikTok shifts to be talking about that and somebody going to be talking about it, right? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, right. Also, before Serve I forget... Me. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple more things. Uh, drive my car. Um, right. It will so be I'm having its HBO, HBO Max release. Yeah. It, yeah, it will be out on HBO Max um, Wednesday, uh, March 2nd. So I am I, I am I am excited to see this. I, I think that it will live up to the hype. I think that it will be great. Um, will it win Best uh, International Feature? Perhaps, I guess, but I want to see it, you know. And uh, last but certainly not least, the Batman. Um, right. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, just quick question: Will you be watching the Cinemax or a movie town? Movie town, down south. Yeah. I know, no, 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 I mean, not, no, no IMAX for the Batman, dude. Like, no. You're well overrated. You're IMAX. Here's the problem with IMAX. I was barely tolerating IMAX as it is. But then with COVID and things, I was like, yeah, what? I find myself enjoying my local screen more than IMAX ever did. And it's like, my IMAX was never kind of worth it. No. It's too far. Uh, I, I, I've, I've been to IMAX once, uh, I, you know, within COVID. I was to see Dude again with a friend of mine. Uh, but there was barely anybody in the entrance. So I imagine whether I... But I'm not going to go open the to watch the Batman, right? Because I don't... I just don't think I will, right? But even if I go, like, on a Saturday, I don't even think there'll be a lot of people there anyway, right? I don't think it matters where you go, but just as long as you're going. But, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I would really rush out, go out of my way to South, see South, IMAX South anyway. Tongue, here's the thing. I like I actually like South Movie Tongue screen more than IMAX screen. It's not as big. It's not an IMAX screen. But South Movie Tongue main screen real hard, though. It's like a solid screen that you could, you know. Hey, but it's not okay. IMAX screen. I'll admit that. It's not IMAX right. screen. So, yeah. But I don't, I, I don't I really need it. Okay, and I think because of the show and the, the hype level and all that kind of stuff, like you need to see that the biggest screen ever, right? Yeah. But that was that was the same thing with, with Spider-Man, the way home, and I, I saw it in CC, it, I had no problems with it. That's yeah, fine. Sure, the 3D sucked, but I mean, it was, uh, that was spent a ton of cash and IMAX, right? But anyway, point is, uh, the Batman, for sure, we will be talking about it. You have to get we, we, you know, some guests on board, of course, because, I mean, it's the Batman. Um, and yeah, just keeping fingers crossed that it, that it actually lives up to the hype, man, for real. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever you're listening to this. This was Machi Bailey and Adam Medina. And we're saying off for another episode of BBB Radio. So until the next one, take care, stay safe in and out. Peace.